The following has been brought to you by SJP World Media. Hey yo. Hey yo. What the fuck have you got, Ranger Neck? I'm just showing how willing I am to come <laughs> and do the show for these people with my broken neck, whereas you 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 welched, didn't you? Because of a so poor ah, because of a poorly broken neck. You piece of shit. <laughs> the thing is, we were speaking just before going live, and you didn't have that on. So you've literally done a Vince McMahon at the steroid trial and popped on a neck brace to make everyone feel sorry for you. <laughs> and also, I could take the piss out of you and your your, your injured neck. Oh, oh, mate, I couldn't turn my head. Honestly, it was all, all down there. Yeah, but that's through choice, isn't it? Because you've got a stupid flaming collar on your knobhead. <laughs> It was me, Sai, all along. <laughs> oh, it's been a little while, mate, hasn't it? How you doing? Rat Scarver, every week. You, Sorry, mate, can't do a, a podcast this week. I have got another life problem. Stuff comes up, mate, doesn't it? You know? It does. Work, it? no work, and then work again, and then bad neck. But we're back. <laughs> we are. We are. We are back. We are back. We are back. We are, and there is a a lot to get through. We have a pretty decent wrestling match to talk about later on, I think, in my opinion. Magsy probably fucking disagrees, but we'll get to that shortly. We've obviously got the War Rumble that happened this weekend to talk about, you know, the actual event itself. And I was I went to Birmingham and met up with a few people from the well from the CWF and from our little circle and so on. Magsy's disappeared now. Look, where you gone, Mags? I, I forgot to turn my mark on. I was going to say, you do, you do sound I a bit turned, echoey. You have turned my camera off instead. You have turned your camera off, yeah. It's not going well, mate, is it? Because you arrived in the studio roughly 90 seconds before we were supposed to go live. Uh, and then Magsy's gone completely now, has he? Okay. Well, this is wonderful, isn't it? <laughs> what a professional return we have had. Uh, Magsy arrived in the studio 90 seconds before we were supposed to go live. Started uploading all the stuff we are supposed to be doing. Literally, like I said, 90 seconds before we are supposed to go live. Then when we went live, he'd forgotten to press the button that says go live in the top corner just here. And ah, he's back. And then and we're the wrong way around now. There we go. That's better. Oh, it's going so well. I mean, I there couldn't lift slagging me off in the background. So I yeah. Can hear you properly, I forgot that you have to start the, the intro music before we go live. That was a stupid. I then got to turn my mark on in the first place. And so when I reached to turn my mark on, I turned my camera off. And then when I turned my back back on, it kicked me out of the room. So bloody hell. great start. Unbelievable. <laughs> anyway, like I was saying, the Royal Rumble was this weekend. We could have a little chat about the event coming up, I suppose. Also, a few of us went down to Birmingham and met up to watch it in a pub, something I've never done before. So we've got a little bit to discuss there. So, you know, various other podcasters and members of the CWF and, and, and so on. So that, that was uh, that was good fun there. So we'll, we'll touch upon a few things from that weekend as well. Uh, we've got a non-wrestling topic that the last time we did it, it ended up becoming absolute carnage. And it cringy. Was a bad idea. And yeah, and whose idea was it, Mags? Yeah, um, it might have been yours. 
was 50 50% chance it was your idea. There's a 50 50% chance, but the fact of the matter is, it was you. <laughs> <laughs> it was. I, I forgot how terrible it went last time, and I thought this will be a good idea. Mm. And yeah, it's it's not, it was not a good idea. No, no, it's not. I've got an absolute barnstormer of a link as well out of the match later on to potentially for the for where we go next week. Which we'll probably win because it'll be in black and white and it'll be oh, two wrestlers no. that only you have ever heard of. No, no, no. It's actually Barry Wyndham. <laughs> what other people have heard of Barry Wyndham? Not just Sam Hansen <laughs> in a fucking Texas bull rope match. I'll tell you what, I'd watch that. But anyway, we've got Hogan is a Billy Bullshitter again, of course, to close the show. And we also have Hall of Lame Stroke Fame, depending on which way me and Magsy want to go. We don't discuss mm-hmm. about this beforehand. And mine changed half an hour before the show started. I was going Hall of Fame, but I'm going Hall of Lame now with something that I think needs to be spoken about. But anyway. That's what's coming up in the next 90 minutes to an hour to two hours or however long it takes us to get through all of that stuff. So shall we begin, Max? We shall. I mean, I Good thought afternoon. we already had. Well, oh, fuck me. How many times are you going to interrupt this, this, this night? How many times are you going to do this? Sorry. <laughs> Ready? Just another one. Fucking prick. America. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning. See, I, I defeated, I signed that. <laughs> I brought you already. <laughs> I brought you more than you brought you stack of dams. My, my neck. Wherever, whenever you may be listening or watching from, this is Chain Wrestling Live with Mags and Sai, an SJP World Media production, episode 143. Holy fucking shit. Or 111 live. Uh, I am Sai, and with me as always is the Lex Luger. To my smelly pooper. More on that in a moment. There's a story that goes along with that. It'll make sense shortly. The Dusty. To my lusty, because Bailey was in that match for an hour. So I get to stare at her for 60 plus minutes. Lovely jubbly. And a Bailey? podcaster who oh, I wish was in Birmingham with us this weekend, mate. Lord Max, how are you? I'm doing good. Yeah, it would have been nice to be there. I mean, I was actually in Birmingham for a work thing um, last week. Yes. So, yeah, maybe I should have stayed over. Uh, yeah, I'm doing good. Uh, still got the shitty weather up here. I've, we've been hit by, what, three storms in the in the time that we've been away. Um, okay. Which kind of segues into, uh, into the first topic that I'll bring up. And... Chicken News with Max, only on Chain Wrestling. Yeah, it's been a while since I've done a, a chicken news. It's been um, easy going with uh, with the ladies for for the last few months, but over these three or four weeks where we've had horrific storm 
Asher and then Storm Jocelyn and then this next one, I think they've called it Storm Charlie or something like that. Um they've they've had it they've had it rough. It's been a lot of shitty, windy weather. Uh and the the coop that they've got is basically a um a shed that we can emptied out from like tools and the gubbins you, you store and and reformed it into this chicken coop for them. And We've shared with sheds then they normally have like felt roofs and ours was was a typical one and it did and the the storm ripped pretty much all of the felt off the roof like exposing all the the uh, particle board underneath so in the days where it wasn't absolutely pissing down and blowing a gale I was out uh, on a ladder bitumen painting and refelting a roof for the chicken so. They were all like hanging around their plush, um, plush uh, chicken room, which I think I've told you before. We've uh, laying now wind with with uh, with wood, so they they've got it pretty posh there now, and they're all they're all there watching me. And then all of a sudden, the the ladder slips about three or four inches because, like an idiot, I didn't put anything down on the the grass surface to protect the ladder from sinking. And being a, a husky gentleman, kind of in, in the, the mode of, of Dusty Rhodes himself, uh, I put a lot of pressure on that ladder, and that ladder has four legs sunk right into the mud. So whilst I've got a, a paintbrush uh, full of very sticky, tar-light paint, the ladder decided <laughs> to drop four inches, and I ended up nearly painting my whole face with this bitumen uh but it, the job got done, and the chickens have got a new palatial um, chicken coop again. So yeah, I've nearly killed myself for some some of my feathered friends. Wow, it's commitment though, mate, isn't it? Commitment to the cause. They, they give you eggs every day. I mean, so. I steal their babies and eat them. So <sighs> I hate it. it like, I hate it when you word it like that. I really do. <laughs> it's, I, I say it to them though. I'm not. I'm not shy about it. They'll come in and uh, when I go in, into the chicken coop to collect the eggs, and uh, you go into the nest boxes and they're coming in to have a nosy, see what you're doing. And I said, "Listen, girls, I'm just stealing your babies so I can have an omelet." And they're like, bark, 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 bark. "That could and really then, that could be traumatizing for them." It's more. It's actually to be truthful. It's more traumatizing if you don't collect them every day because they'll get used to eggs being there and they'll try and sit on them uh, to, to hatch them. And when they don't hatch because they're not fertilised eggs, that actually uh, can can make them mentally ill. They get no, like, no, 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 no. permanently brooder. No, I'm no, doing no. them a favour, really. What I mean is, n- not taking away the eggs every day could be mentally tormenting them. I understand that has to be done. I mean telling them I'm going to eat your babies. That's what I'm getting at. There's a, a there's a slight problem with that. They don't understand English. Yeah, but you I don't think know. They that, may be foreign chickens. They might be foreign chickens. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully you never turn around and say it in French or something, and they pick up <laughs> on what you mean, eh? <laughs> Pet me to death. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, Magzi, Royal Rumble this weekend. Did you watch the show? Yeah. I bloody did. And what it's did you Royal think? Rumble? Royal Rumble for me is the best show in the wrestling year. I absolutely love Royal Rumble. If I if I could only watch one pay-per-view every year, it would be that year's Royal Rumble. It's just I just no. it's just something about a rumble, it's just the best thing ever. And this 
I think the Women's Rumble was easily the best Women's Royal Rumble we've ever had. And it could very well be one of the top 10 Rumbles ever. It was brilliant. Wow. I, thought, I thought the Women's Rumble was really well booked. Um, the the surprises were absolutely awesome. The storylines continuing throughout the match, the comedy spots, and then the winner absolutely uh, deserved the stars that they made in that rumble. I think the the women's rumble was was almost a perfect rumble. I really really enjoyed it. It was really good. Um, the two middle matches, meh, they were all right. Let's get the the Roman Reigns um, winning the title by uh, interference. It's it's getting it's getting a bit tedious now, but you can see where they're going with it. And um, and the men's rumble was it just because the women's rumble was so good. The men's rumble just I don't think lived up to it. It was still a decent rumble, flat, wasn't it? It was a bit. Yeah. I mean, Brum Breaker, absolute star in it. I thought the the spot, especially he did with Avar, was stunning. Where the where Avar was doing the spring off the the middle rope and he caught him with the spear, that was amazing. Um, the the Pat McAfee thing felt a bit weird. Mm. Like he was taking Brock Lesnar's spot uh, and it was just a filler. Uh, the winner was actually a, a surprise. I thought they were going to yeah. punk, uh, but I think it kind of nails something that uh, the uh, friend of the show, Mr. Ray Cash, said to me whilst we were watching uh, the event. It proves that Cody is it's the guy now for WWE. Mm. He's He's the future face of the company. He's, he's the man that uh, Triple H is pinning to be the, the number one guy in the company. To, to go back-to-back back with Rumbles, something that only Hogan um, and um, Austin and Shawn Michaels have done, that that means... That's huge, yeah. They, they mean a, uh, Cody means an absolute world to the WWE. Um, so I was happy with that. With it it kind of clears out... Uh, some of the, some of what's going to happen at WrestleMania, I think. But for me, the star, the the star of the the event was Jay Cargill. She, oh, yeah, she looked phenomenal for her first WWE match. They have made her look a million dollars. I mean, AW did a lot of the groundwork and props to them for that. But in that one match, she looks bigger, a bigger star. In, in WWE than she ever looked in AW. She the, the the spot with Nia Jax where she just lifted her up and then with one arm was pausing and then basically just yeets her out of the ring. Brilliant. And her versus uh Bianca Belair is going to be brilliant. Her versus any of the four horsewomen is going to be absolutely superb. Um yeah uh, I thought the the women's event was brilliant. I really really did. Mm. Yeah, it was. It was good. It was good. Um, obviously, I met up with a few people who were in the chat now, actually. Um, Dan Griffin, Pigs Butters, uh, Morty, and various other people as well. We met up in a pub in Birmingham for a Hooked on Wrestling event, I believe it's called. Okay, yeah. Uh, the, yeah. the ones, the same company that the Cultolic guys were doing, with, uh, but I think they're in London. I got no yeah. idea. Um, <laughs> yeah, they got like five or six events throughout the UK. Uh, Tugboat mm-hmm. or the Shockmaster or whatever was hosting the London one, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really, it was, it was, it was, it was a lovely time. Don't get me wrong; it was absolutely, it was really interesting because I'd never done anything like that before. 
I've watched a wrestling event with a couple of mates, or I've watched wrestling events on my own. Obviously, I watch it with my wife and and, and Charlie quite often. I've never been in a in a venue watching on the screen in almost like watching football in the pub. It was that kind of atmosphere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you had all the entrance musics, uh, entrance themes being played over the the speaker system before the event, and everyone was singing along to them. And there was like a, a dress up cosplay competition, which was pretty cool. People dressed up in like there's this one lass who dressed up like a Cody Rhodes, and she made the whole blue, white, and it looked amazing. A guy oh, who dressed wow. up like Jeff Hardy, he he looked the business as well. The face paint and the glove stuff and all that, Re- really good stuff, really good stuff. And when the when the show started again. Brilliant. And it's such great fun seeing everybody. The social aspect was was absolutely brilliant. I loved it. The other side of the coin is I realized how much I missed watching it, not watching it with Sharon and Charlie. It's yeah, so weird because yeah. it's my regular thing. So things were happening. And at one point, I actually legit turned to the side to speak to Sharon. And of course, she's not there. You know? And when and Jay you Carter had the came, lovely Dan Griffin looking at you and you were like, <laughs> And then when uh, Jay Cargill came out, obviously Charlie being a, such a big AEW fan, my thought straight away was, I want to see Charlie's reaction. But of course, I'm, I'm not there. So, um, But apparently they had the uh, the fire stick with the WWE Network upstairs on the big telly just behind me here. You can't actually see it on the screen. And they watched it in bed and ended up falling asleep before the finish anyway. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> so, but yeah, it's um, it was. But I mean... Uh, there was much much alcohol consumed as well, Magsy. And I'm not an old, I'm not a young man anymore. I got to plan a tactical nap and so on. And I didn't really plan ahead very well with regards to food for the weekend. Um, Dan Griffin fantastically organised a meal for quite a few people to go to. I didn't fancy that um, purely because liquid that's the time. Lunch. Sorry, because you were having a liquid lunch. Well, I thought to myself, that's the time I want to go to sleep was oh, when they were yeah. eating so you know whereas dan went to sleep a little bit earlier but I thought, if i do that i'm still gonna be tired later i need to sleep nearer to the event time so i thought i'd, be, I'd just grab a burger or something i'd grab some food from elsewhere or anything like that it turns out the only thing that i could eat and literally i i, I left my house saturday got on the train had a couple of bottles of stella on the train on the way down um got in the pub with morty and dan had a few more beers um wasn't until we got to the hotel that I realized that there's no food. So there's these crappy little sandwiches in these uh, plastic triangular carton things in a little fridge that's narrower than where I'm sitting now. And a couple couple of pot noodles. So that's basically what I lived on for Saturday and and Sunday. So So I had a couple of petrol station sandwiches. I had oh, a band riffing there saying the hotel had a restaurant. Yeah, but I realized that Sunday Sunday afternoon as I was just eating. <laughs> so there was food available. It's just you didn't know where to go for the food. You dumb motherfucker! Pretty much, mate. Pretty much. I didn't really want to pay too much money. So, and I was half cut by the time I got to the hotel anyway. Um, so, yeah, I ended up having a couple of, you know, not very filling sandwiches, a pot noodle, and then these peri-peri chicken crisps, which at the time were fantastic, but ended up being an absolute mistake. I had those when I got back to the hotel room at the end of the rumble. We got back about, correct me in the chat if I'm wrong, it must be about 20 past five, something like that. Mm-hmm. It was about a 10, 15 minute walk from the venue to where we were staying. Went to bed. I was pissed up, but I, you know, I felt all right. Went to bed. Woke up the following morning. And it's that thing of, oh, belly's a bit bubbly. You know, you got the the after dinner, sorry, the after drinking poos coming up, you know, the old beer bum and all this sort of stuff. So I went and sat down on the lavvy. I'm bollock naked, which is not a sight anyone wants to see. 
Um, and I got a message off Millwall Chris saying that he's waiting for me downstairs in the lobby because he had a couple of signed wrestling pictures. To, uh, well, for Charlie, primarily. There's Orange Castle when he's given to Charlie, which is lovely of him and so on. And I was like, yeah, okay, I'll be down in 10 minutes. Because in my head, I'm thinking, quick shit, quick shower, out the door. So I bought it naked, sat on the toilet. And it went, and it just exploded. It was horrific. <laughs> like a costume of a man. <laughs> It was awful, mate. It was awful. And it was just like the beer and the crappy food. But all I could smell, well, first of all, it was one of the worst poos I've had in my whole life. It stank that bad. It was horrific. Like, it, like you know, you know, your own shit never smells quite as bad as, uh, it never smells quite as bad as other people's shit, does it? Other people's shit always smells worse. This is the worst shit I've ever smelled, including other people's you were, shit. You were uh, that, you were offended by your own. It was horrific, mate. But it didn't just smell of upset stomach, bad shit. Through the pooey odor came those peri peri crisps. I'm, you know? I'm getting the taste of peri peri. And I was like, oh god! And that turned my as soon as I caught that, that turned my stomach, and I ended up standing up, turning around, and then throwing up on my own poo. Oh, <laughs> the pooey splashback! <laughs> oh no! So- I stood there, bonnet naked, flushed the toilet, turned the shower on, got in and thought, I'm supposed to beat Mill Chris in five minutes. <laughs> Fucking hell. You know? <laughs> and crad, just crad in the showers. It leaked out of you. <laughs> just like they're going, I really want to be at home <laughs> with my wife and kids right now. With your feet treading in muddy brown water. Oh, it was terrible, mate. It was terrible. Uh, and Matt Lewis there, <laughs> amazing comment uh, in the chat. You don't get this on the volley. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and that's why this is the flagship. Oh, dear. Shall we dive into the chat, Magsy, and uh, have a little scan through what people have been saying? There's lots to go at. So, King Pig Banners, hello, sir. And uh, again, thank you for the lovely artwork, which I have um, modified slightly to uh, to um, impress Sar with the black and white and the, and the noise like a, a fizzy, fuzzy television. Uh, but yeah, amazing artwork as always. Uh, in the original, I think I'm dusty and Sars uh, painted as uh, Lex Luger, which is a bit unfair. Uh, but anyway, and he then, uh, King Pigbanners then says, Evening, gents. Dan Griffin uh, says, Evening, uh, CWF, been a minute. Boy, it's good to be back. Yeah, thank you, uh, Dan. It and it's good to have you back, sir. Uh, Ryan, aka JRT, aka Nishka, uh, says, Hey, it's Dan Griffin. I was just talking to him elsewhere. See, Podcasts basically crossing the lines. Yeah, interesting. Uh, Morty Jr., hello, sir. How are you? He says, can't stay for long. Leaving at 4.45 in the morning. But hello, you lovely lot. Well, get yourself an early night and make sure you listen on the audio backwards. Um, <laughs> but not backwards, back. No, and not, then, not backwards. <laughs> <laughs> um the first lady of the of the uh sjp world media channels uh sharon says it's monday night you know what that means and well it hasn't been that for the last three weeks because uh, of old scarver artists over here but uh yeah, hang, hang on you bastard hang on before we carry on with that the the one night you literally said well i'm in birmingham let's knock it on the air tonight anyway you were in full agreement what right but i did say let's switch it to tuesday and you went no fuck that I, I was busy already Tuesday. Yeah, uh, see, there we go. So I provided alternatives and you just said no. <laughs> Matt Lewis, hello, sir. How are you? He says, welcome to the volley. Wait, wrong show. Hey, boys. Yeah, exactly. Don't besmirch us with that, with that Liverpool talk. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a good day it was to be anyone but Liverpool. Jurgen Klopp. Just 
He's just had enough, Ante. Just don't want anything to do with you scumbags anymore. He's fed up of his like wheels of his car getting stolen every time he pulls up anywhere. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think it's gonna going off topic. I think that's gonna start a, a managerial merry-go-round very, very soon. There's gonna be some okay. uh, chopping and the changing because I think Xavi has quit at Barcelona as well, or he's or he's yeah. stepping down at the end of the season. So perhaps we'll see some changes there. Uh, back to Dan Griffin. He says it's Rod and Max Strong. Yeah, I mean, there's actually nothing wrong with my neck. I was just faking it for comedy purposes, whereas Sa was faking it because it couldn't be arse podcasting. And this guy says, you dumb, Matt. Um, Connor, hello, sir. Says, hello, Mags and Sa. Lovely to see your faces again. Thank you very much, and we appreciate it. Facebook user, hey, gentlemen. Well, I hey, do not know who that is. Facebook user. I imagine Thank that is uh, our good friend Tyler Peters. It normally is in well, the Facebook group, yeah. Hello, Tyler, if that is your real name. Um, Morty says, Joel Gertner is looking good. Well, well, well. <laughs> King Fitzbanner says, hey, CWF. Uh, Sharon says, good evening, CWF. Uh, Dan says, uh, Satrad is best to kill his liver over the weekend to avoid tonight as well. There we go, <laughs> see? Exactly. It's just, it, I think behind the scenes, I'm going to have a, a chat with Sadis and I'm not feeling it anymore. Let's let's just knock it on the head. No, because he's not got, at because, all, mate. Because he's got Nitro Nats back, I'm now the red-headed stepchild that he doesn't want <laughs> to have anything to do with. Not at all. Not at Any, all. Anyway, back to Dan Griffin. He says that they've been away a while. Will there be more professional? Will they <laughs> fuck? No. I mean, we can't get it right when we're doing it week on week and it, nah. it becomes habit. We take more than a week off. We're fucked. It's it's like the first ever time we've ever podcasted again. Yeah. Um, Matt Lewis says, never change. I mean, I'm too old and ugly to change now. Yeah, I think we're pretty All capable. my changing is done. Yeah. Um, King Pigs Banner says, hey, Dan and Morta. Dan says, King Pigs Banner is good to see you still rocking. Matt uh, is upset that he didn't get a, an invite. Matt, do you not, do you not take a hint? We'd, you never get invited to anything because nobody likes you, really. Dude. I know what I'm joking. I love <laughs> Matt. He's, he's one of the best. Absolutely one of the best. Um, I'm sure just keep pestering one of them and you'll get an invite. Just bully your way in. That's the best way to do it. <laughs> uh, King Pig Banner says he loved that chair. I don't know what that's a reference to. I'm sh- I'm sure we'll find out. Cam in the chat. Hello, sir. How are you? He says, hey, you're CWF. And Dan says, can't wait to see how Sar gets to Barry Window. I think Barry Window was on the card earlier. Yes. In, in So it'll probably be that. <laughs> uh, Mortis says, ooh, snipper. Barry who from Matt, Matt Lewis, the 33rd best Barry in wrestling, oh, Matt. That's who it is. Uh, you've missed that, certainly. Uh, King Pigbody says, hey, Cam. Cam returns the favour and says, hey, sir. Uh, Morty says, mm, Cam Griffin. I mean, everybody should say Cam Griffin like that with a mid Cam. Sharon also welcoming Cam. Uh, Matt says, sir, sounded like Dan Griffin after Klopp's <laughs> announcement on Friday. <laughs> yes. I'm surprised that the 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 episode um, of the volley after that news. I'm surprised it was just not the most solemn episode ever, like where they just couldn't give a fuck about the football, smashing up the gaff, 
just just heartbroken. Just um, you know, the funeral march playing in the background. <laughs> <laughs> just tears. Like, like that, um, uh, it was a few years ago when Norwich got absolutely tabbed by someone seven 0 and their official commentator, he was actually legitimately at, at four or five nil started crying when the, <laughs> when the, when the goals went in, properly crying. Uh, Cam Griffey says, "Morty, I hear Dan uh, didn't offer you the gift I was willing to give you. That sounds suspicious." And uh, Morty is sharing his concern. Uh, Cam says, "Hi, Charlotte. It's because we've been away so long." Everybody's just like in a big love hug. It's uh, it's it's amazing to see. We unite people on a Monday evening, don't we? We do, we do. I'm very proud of that. Uh, Cam says you should be Morty. You should be, but you would also be relieved. Kind of like how sour was when he shit and vomited at the same time. <laughs> uh, King Pink Valley says rum Morty. Um, uh, Morty then says Storm Neville. Is that what the storms, <laughs> the next storms call? I don't they go a bit mental with this, I think. They go a bit crazy with the storm. Yeah, don't they go alphabetical then also girl by girl? Oh no, no, no. I'm I'm meaning I'm meaning the CWF in the chat. Oh, you mean like this? Like Storm Barry? Yeah. Lance Storm. <laughs> Devon Storm. <laughs> Devon uh, Storm. <laughs> is, I don't understand the significance. Is that is that not is that not a wrestler? Yeah, it's just funny. It's a funny reference. Okay. Um Cam says, "Did you trump a lump, Mags?" Oh, when I when I when the sl- ladder slipped. Yeah, the best thing is I didn't even fall off the ladder. It was, it was just it just went into the mud. Like four legs went, and I <laughs> lost like three inches. And I didn't spill the paint tray. I just nearly painted like my face with the paintbrush. Um, Morty says, "Ah, oh, Griffin, you beat me to it." Devon, get the tables. You so bad. Uh, Cam says, oh, was it a hurricane coming through? We've, I think we've still got one of them coming through now. Um, King Prince Banner says, don't want to give the chickens a complex. Yeah, you know, as as long as they're providing eggs, they won't get a complex. The minute they stop, they'll not only get a complex, but they'll also be going in the oven. Uh, Connor, I've been cooking a lot with eggs recently. Still can't flip an egg to make an omelette. Can't flip an egg to make an omelette. Does that make sense? Don't flip the egg, do you? You got to beat the egg and everything first, don't you? Yeah. Does it? Is that? But you don't make an omelet by flipping an egg. That's why I'm getting Americans, Americans. Um, Matt Lewis is still in the chat. He, he does a lot of cooking, doesn't he? I think it's his job. Well, allegedly. Matt, Matt. Just very, very briefly, if you can, in the chat, uh, explain to our American friend Connor how you're supposed to make an omelet because I think he's getting a bit confused, buddy. If you don't mind. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, Ryan says, it's also not a baby chicken. It's a chicken's period, you sickos. Mm, <laughs> delicious. Oh, for uh, Morty says, apparently, uh, Brown Breaker took Brock's spot, if you believe the mm. sheets. Yeah. Uh, and he, he thrived in that spot. Um, I believe he said he's now uh, on the main roster permanently, so it's done oh, okay. pretty good. Uh, the Pat thing was a, a, a rib on him, apparently. Brown Breaker allegedly took uh, Brock's spot. Um, yeah, I mean, that Pat thing, good on him for, the imp- if that's true, good on him for improvising, going in and out. Uh, it just felt like a waste of time. It felt like Drew Carey. Do you remember when Drew Carey came in? and? Yeah, yeah that was good, though. I liked that. Yeah, but this felt like a, a fake copy of it, I suppose. King Pigbaz also confirming that Bron took Brock's spot. 
Um, Dan, uh, being as unbiased as usual, says Cody's an overrated sack of rotten dog dicks. Yeah, but he's now the man. No, mm. two Royal Rumbles in a row proves it. Uh, Keith Briggs Banner, who's Bork? Bork Laser. That's uh, Brock Lesnar before he had like the brain damage from wrestling. Dan, <laughs> Dan agrees there, Bork Laser. Bork Laser. That's that's Brock post Golden Shower. Right, okay. I thought we weren't going to touch upon any of that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Just if you know, you know. Yeah. Uh, Pam said, did Dan dress up as a king? Oh, I know he didn't, but I wish he had now. Can you, oh, if you and Dan both dressed up as a king, that would have been amazing. Like, we can't be two Akeems. What? What? There's been two Kamalas. I got told that um, on on Saturday night by someone that I looked a little bit like a Wish version of Seb Coulter. I believe that was Morty, actually. <laughs> Dutch Mantel. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was like, cheers, Mort. Thanks a lot, mate. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is brilliant. Uh, King Pigsbender says Dean Ambrose was shit. Oh, that's the, that was the um, dress-up cosplay competition, yeah. So someone just came in jeans and a, a wife. A vest. Yeah. 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 Uh, Dan says he went as a fat drunk in a Scotland t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the typical wrestling fan uh, get-up, though. It's almost like uniform. Uh, Morty says he also spooned me thinking it was Sharon, but I didn't correct him. <laughs> Sharon hearing this in the fir- for the first time in the chat, I believe. Oh, dear. Um <laughs> was sad a little spoon, Morty? Who was who was big and who was little? I, I imagine I would always be the big spoon in my head. Well, with, with Morty, it all depends who cuddles who, though. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Who's the cuddler and who's the cuddly? Mm. Um, King Pig Brother says it was good to meet you. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to have to yeah, make was. the effort to to try and join one of the the CWF crew. Meetups. Um, Morty says he managed to be the big and the little spoon. <laughs> <laughs> he was all the spoons. Morty was just there, like an odd fork out. <laughs> Cam Griffin says there were limbs everywhere. Uh, Morty says Lebanese restaurant was banging good value too. Oh, Lebanese, that sounds actually does sound really good. The hotel had a restaurant. The mm-hmm. venue showing the wrestling also sold food. So, yeah, did you say it was that a word? new thing? Did you say, I mean, don't get wrong, they had food, uh, wrestling-related food titles. So it was like the Triple H burger and all this sort of stuff. But they were like, fucking f- like 30 quid for a burger or something. I'm paying that. It, it feels like it was a you problem. That yeah. There were options and you chose not to. I chose Manky Crisps that made me sick, yeah. Yeah. Um, Morty says uh, the the food on the in the bar and the restaurant was out of your eyeline. So that's why I didn't know. <laughs> Dan then says he had to take a shit on the train home. A terrible beer shit. It stunk, and he left the bog, and a young lass who was waiting to use the Oh, no. Train poos are always the worst smelling poos, aren't they? You never get, like, a one that you can hide the smell. It's always the most gopping, horrific smell trapped on a train. I don't think I've ever had a poo on a train. That's... I think maybe two or three times I've pooed on train. It's not something I would do unless it was necessary. Mm. Well, yeah. But, I mean, you're yeah. not gonna you're not you're not gonna go and sit down 
just because you enjoy it that much on the train. The, the feel, the feeling <laughs> you of never being know. back and forth or something, and forced one out. Yeah, you generally need to have one. But <laughs> um, he might be changing his mind about this, but he says, "Oh, how he's missed this wrestling podcast." <laughs> Thirty-five minutes in, and we haven't even got to the first section. Oh, we're gonna have to um, rush through some shit, aren't we? Uh, well, it sounds like you rush through a lot of shit in, in a very quick <laughs> sort of um, uh, Cam also says that, Dan, that is absolutely disgraceful. Uh, and he said he just couldn't hold it. Exactly. When you're caught short on a train, you have to do you have to do the nasty in the pasty. <laughs> King Pig's Banner says, enough of the shit talk. I heard things last night that I don't want to relive. Oh, yeah. Apparently somebody shit on the floor. Of, of the... In their yeah, room, in the hotel this, room. No, I, this is new information that I, I you know, I, I, I don't know exactly what happened, but obviously Dan's in the chat, uh, Morty's in the chat, Pig Spider's in the chat. Whoever it was who mentioned this online or in the, in, the, in like a, a group discussion thing or whatever, what happened? All I know is that somebody apparently shit on the floor. But yeah, you, anyway, you absolute animals. Uh, Rain says, "Just shit on shit my britches on SmackDown, please retweet." CM Punk. <laughs> um, Sharon says, "Yes, ladies and gents, that's my husband." Cam says you should never shit on a train and then says you are an absolute catch. <laughs> I don't think so. He's <laughs> fucking punching. Come on, guys. Let's be I 100% honest. am. I 100% am. <laughs> Matt is, is jealousy uh, and that Klopp will take over as England manager. You heard it first. What? No. I, I think he's old. I think he's got one eye on the Germany I, job, hasn't he? Yeah, it's got to be. Either Germany or Barcelona, maybe. Mm, possibly even buy in mind. Yeah, yeah. Um, King Pigman says the rocking chair in the hotel lobby. Someone took a shit in a rocking chair. That's that's evil. Oh no, that's the chair he was oh, referencing the earlier on. Yeah. Okay. Um, Ryan says, "Hey, that's my co-host. I get to choose who does and who does not like him. I did not. I did not like him on this last episode. I mean, it's his face. You don't have to like Matt. There's a reason." Um, Matt says the volley was easy to do. Anthony was terrible. Um, Morty says he's American. I just ignored it. <laughs> Matt says coming soon to the SJP channel, cooking 101 with Chef Lewis. Get to fuck Chef Lewis. Um, Morty says, Sir, basically saying I'm the shits in the kitchen. Oh, yeah, of course. Morty's job's all cooking as well, isn't it? Sorry, Mort. I completely forgot, mate. I'm sorry. Then Matt says, so there, you've got a tag team partner then, uh, Matt. Genuine idea in the works. Uh, Matt and more uh, re- destroy cooking. Cam says, can you have Fitch as a special guest, Matt? Oh, there some of Fitch's idea. Yeah, he cooks noodles in the, the kettle and stuff. Yeah, the, some of the stuff that he eats is horrific. Uh, Especially on the the um, the quiz episodes we do. He, he will always eat something horrific. Mm-hmm. Um I think it was one was a Brussels sprout covered in chocolate, the dirty bastard. Um, <laughs> King Pig's Badder says, I should have stripped and been Bastion Booger. Uh, Dan Griffin says, the Dean Ambrose cosplayer didn't wash his hands after the toilet either. <laughs> Old Billy Piss Fingers. Oh, no. Billy Piss Gruffy bastard. Uh, Connor says, 30 quid for a burger's insane when you can make one basically home for free yeah but he wasn't at home I wasn't at he, home. he was miles away <laughs> I was, it didn't go way. it didn't go oh i'm at home where's the dearest takeaway i can go to <laughs> and then dan says it actually wasn't 30 quid it was ranged from 12 to 17 i mean 12 quid for a burger it's still, yeah, it's still expensive isn't it? it's still 
a bit scandalous. They were pulling yeah. your guy's pants down. But I would have still paid it rather than eat Perry uh, Perry Chris and, and shit all over myself. Um, Dan Griffin <laughs> says, I compl- uh, compl- uh, contemplated doing a Millwall Chris last year and having two tees. At 17 quid a throw, that's pretty pricey. Uh, Morty says, and I would have bought it for him had he mentioned it. Well, he's, he's proud. It's a, he's, he didn't want to. He looked at the board and went, they've put extra zeros on these burgers. Nah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm on a diet, lads. Uh, Dan says, King's Pig's Bladders um, heard someone shit on the floor of Birmingham bus station. Oh, yes, of course. I remember now. Yes. Oh, actually, he, he explains uh, in the next comment, Dan, actually. Uh, yeah, Dan, yeah, we'll get to that. And uh, can accusers Dan of being the person who shit on Birmingham bus station? Uh, but it was actually, I was sat in the bu- sat on the bus using the facilities. A couple of lads came in uh, talking about grabbing weed on, on the way home. One jumps in the cub- cubicle. A couple of minutes later, exclaims that shit on the floor. And with that, that is <laughs> sorry, but that's the last of the comments on the list now. So we're leaving it at shit on a Birmingham bus. Amazing. Yeah. There we go. There we go. Uh, bang Bang Andy fell asleep in the toilet, apparently. On the bus or in? The- no, during the fatal four way. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know this myself. This is what I've been told. Apparently, he, he dozed off. He falls asleep. He does that a lot, though, doesn't he? He falls asleep at, at, at gatherings because he can't hold his like pissy um, Castleman 4X beer or whatever he drinks. Castleman 4X, bloody hell. <laughs> uh, thank you so much, everyone, for joining us and that, that huge collection of comments in the chat. It's fantastic. The interactions are awesome. But we are 40 minutes into the show and we've not even got onto our first proper segment yet, barring chicken news, of course. So, Magsy, what have you got? Lame or fame? The I've got a hall of lame this week. And uh, me. And it, a man links to one that we added a, a, a few weeks ago. The if you remember, we I covered two thousand the year two thousand as as WCW champion and how piss poor that booking was. Yes. And I said that um there would be a part two because there obviously it was. Um and this time it's the WCW tag team division. Um, they were not immune to the shitty booking of WCW. Um, so we'll go back to the beginning of the year, uh, uh, January 2000. There wasn't a champion because the title had been vacated over the Christmas period because um, Scott Hall had, uh, had got an injury, which meant that the first champions of the year was David Flair, and Crowbar, uh, they'd be Kevin Nash and Scott Steiner in a tournament final. Then they had a, a decent run of the Hall of 15 days before the Marmalukes, uh, which was Johnny the Bull and Big Vito, they beat them uh, on an episode of Thunder. Um, and they had an even better run of 25 days. Wow. Uh, before, before dropping the title to the Harris brothers. They didn't do so well because they only had it for one day and they dropped it the very next day back to the Marmalukes who then held 
well, exactly. It's fucking annoying. It's absolutely annoying. The Mamluks then held on to them titles for a little bit longer, 35 days, before dropping the title back to the Harris brothers. The Harris brothers did just over three weeks, 22 days, before Eric Bischoff and Vince Russo just fucking shit all over the wrestling industry by vacating every single title. So the title was vacated then until April the 16th when um, Shane Douglas and Buff Bagwell won a tournament beating the total package and Ric Flair um, to become the new champions and held that title for uh, 29 whole days before dropping the belt to Brian Adams and Brian Clark, also known as Chronic. Brian Adams? Brian Adams and Brian Clark. The singer? Yeah, well, I mean, no. <laughs> clearly not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Brian Adams, was, was he not... He was one of DOA, weren't he? Was he not? Uh, didn't he? Was, oh, was it him? No, it was Adam Bomb. Was yeah, it that's Adam right. Bomb? Yeah. And he was... And uh, Wrath. Was he Wrath as well? Yes. Um. So, anyway... Chronic were champion for 15 whole days before they dropped the titles to the perfect event, uh, which was part of the is it natural brawn thrillers or something like that. Yeah. Um, Sean Stezak and Chuck Palumbo, they then held the title for 40 days. So they did really well before they dropped it back to Chronic, um, who then held the title for another 35 days. So into uh, New Blood Rising, the middle of August, where they dropped it to the Dark Carnival. Uh, Muta and Vampiro, who held those titles for the good old one day and then dropped it to the filthy animals of Rey Mysterio and Juventud Guerrero before they were forced to uh, relinquish the titles and the title was yet again vacated. 25th of September now, Sean O'Hare, Mark Jindrak, two more members of the Natural Born Thrillers, they won um, a tournament to be the next champions, and they held it for two weeks before they lost to the Misfits in action on an episode of Thunder, and then won them back three minutes, and uh, I think it was 39 seconds later um, when they got a, a rematch. So they were champions twice in the same day. Um, they then held on to the tile for 38 days before dropping it to the Boogie Nats, which was Alex Wright and Disco Inferno. Oh. Who held on the, to the title for four whole days, dropping it back to the perfect event, uh, Stasiak and Palumbo. Six days later, they dropped it to the Insiders, which is Dallas and um, DDP and Kevin Nash, who held that belt for eight whole days before dropping it back to the perfect event, um, who then held that for 13 days before dropping it back to the Insiders, who held that, and then they held that for. 28 days before we get the last uh oh no they were actually the last champions of year 2000 uh the natural born thrillers uh chuck blombo and sean uh they ended up winning the title the middle of january and then carried it all the way through to the the takeover by by wf so as i did with the world title i've got a few little facts about uh this uh this year of of, of champions so there were 19 total reigns with uh with actual champions and three times that the belt was vacated the longest oh, reign, the longest reign was 
the perfect event at 40 days. For comparison, the longest reigning uh, WCW champion, if you remember, was Sid Vicious at 76 days. So that's um, that's almost half of the amount of time. The shortest reign I've already mentioned, Misfits in Action, they won and lost the title on the same episode of Thunder. On Thunder as well, by the way. Oh, my word. It's so bad. And like their reign was three minutes and and 39 seconds. Eight total reigns lasted less than 14 days. In the 18 days between November the 16th and December the 4th, there were five different title reigns with the longest reign being a maximum of eight days. And the last fact, like I did with the world title, was the, the title was vacated for 16 days throughout the whole of the year. Now, 2000, as you may remember, was a leap year, so that gives you 366 days. Take away that 16, that's 350 days uh, total uh, time with champions. Divide that by 19 reigns, it means the average reign of a WCW Tag Team Champion in the year 2000 was 18.4 days. That's ridiculous. Two of their biggest titles tread like absolute shit in the year 2000. So, yeah, in the whole of learning for me this week is two year 2000 WCW Tag Team Champions. Oh, it's so bad, isn't it? It's so bad. Really bad. No wonder they went they went uh, under literally two months into into mm. the uh, ridiculous. It's funny though, Magsy, that you mention vacating titles because there's something I want to talk about now, which wasn't originally going to be what I was going to put forward this week. I had a Hall of Fame, which I'm going to save for uh, potentially next week or depending on how we go and what we're doing. Last minute, I switched it up because before going live, about half an hour, 45 minutes or so before going live, I read something online that if I'd read this a while back, I'd have been a bit upset, gutted, whatever. And I am a little bit gutted about it now, to be fair. But in all honesty, it just kind of made me more angry and disappointed than anything else. I would like to talk about CM Punk. Okay. Now, everyone knows how big a Punk fan I am. Some mm. of the greatest memories in pro wrestling I have are, you know, watching Punk at Money in the Bank when he defeated Cena. The reaction when he came back uh, to pro wrestling on the first episode of AEW Rampage, sitting up watching that live with my my wife and, and, and my daughter. I, I'm never going to forget that night. That was such a special moment for me as a big Punk fan. It's not Punk himself. It's his injury record. Because for those of you who are unaware... Apparently, in the Raw Rumble event, it's come out in the last like, couple of hours or so, CM Punk suffered another injury. He needs surgery, and he could possibly, if he does, if he needs, if he requires the level of surgery they're discussing at the moment, we won't know more until Monday Night Raw starts later on tonight, he could be out for six months. Now, you, you think about the timing of this. I mean, it's never good anyway, but you think about the timing of this. He's just returned. He was heavily tipped to be the winner of this year's Royal Rumble. 
obviously that didn't happen, but there's big plans going into Elimination Chamber, WrestleMania, and, and we're building towards the, the, the most exciting and um, financially important, as well as creatively important era in the in the pro wrestling in the calendar mm-hmm. in the yearly calendar, and they've gone and lost through no fault of their own one of their main event players here that was going to be so important going into the biggest show of the year. But it's not the first time, is it? Punk when he came back to AEW, he won the AEW World Title and vacated that five days later because he was injured. He then had to vacate it again and on another occasion, or held, he held on to it and there was an interim champion and, and all this sort of stuff. And then we get another situation, obviously, where we had the 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 fight backstage and so on. Yes, Punk and everyone else was suspended, but Punk was also injured then too, and the suspension kept him off television, of course, but he was also, even if he was not suspended, unable to appear because he had another long-term injury picked up at that event as well. Now, obviously, CM Punk is, what, 44? Five years of age. Oh, it's in the wrestling world. He's rocking on a little bit. We all know injuries happen. It's part and parcel of 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 the business. It's it's not ballet, as as Jim Ross frequently says. But for me, it's the the stop start nature of it all. Now, it, Punk can't help this. The creative teams can't help this. The promotions he worked for can't help this. But it still is hugely disappointing to me. I was looking forward to seeing what Punk was going to do at WrestleMania, mm-hmm. and now that's been took away. I was looking forward to seeing what Punk was going to be was going to do as AEW World Champion, and that was took away. I was looking forward to what Punk was going to do in his second run as AEW World Champion, and that was took away. So yeah, my entrance into the Chain Wrestling Hall of Lame this week, considering the news that broke shortly before we went live by Punk's latest injury, is the recent injury record of CM Punk. Yeah, and as someone who is generally nonplussed about CM Punk, he's not somebody who I particularly like or even dislike, even though he has blocked me on Twitter. Um, <laughs> one of the, the most interesting things about him coming back to the, the WWE, uh, apart from just how mind-blowing it was for it to actually happen, was the real-life tension between him and and yeah. the world champion, Seth Rollins, all the, the Philly, 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 uh, stay away, you're a cancer, all that all that kind of stuff. There was genuine animosity between those two, and that, for me, made for a very interesting story, if, that, if that's mm-hmm. the way that it was going to be booked, and it kind of looked like it was. Um, so for that to now maybe potentially not be on the cards and for, for Punk's whole reason for leaving the WWE in the first place um, and about not being the, the star of WrestleMania and things like that and him having this opportunity to right that wrong and, and potentially headline one of the nights of WrestleMania, it it's it's just a bit of a letdown. Mm-hmm. That's exactly how it is for me, yeah. yeah. We're not getting that that kind of that finality of, of, of these years of pent up aggression. Um, and, and again, like I said, it, it's down to, to him being injured and, and not being able to, to maybe wo- work um, a full time schedule um, in the rumble itself. He, he looked very gassed very early in the match. He looked like um, he, he didn't look like a wrestler that could go, 60 minutes in a match he no. was he was out of breath within a couple of minutes so but it 
it is a shame that it's not going to happen. As a as a someone like I said, I'm not particularly uh, bothered about um, CM Punk, but I do see the the effect he has on the wrestling world. So him headline finally headlining a WrestleMania would have been monumental. Um, and the fact that it may not now happen, yeah, that I can understand why Punk fans would be incredibly disappointed with that. Mm, yeah but there we go it can't be helped now we'll have to wait and see what gets said on monday night raw tonight and uh go forward from there magsy won't we, we shall. um shall we is there anything in the chats we need to comment on or look at or shall we just dive straight on into our non i topic? say we just ignore those in the in the the, the chat because they're ever being rude uh and we've got a lot to get through still so we'll, we'll, <laughs> okay. we'll pick them up later on okie doke no worries let's do our non-wrestling topic for this week NWT time. Oh, no wrestling talk here. It's the non-wrestling topic. Lovely. Nice. Lovely. Nice. Oh, lovely. Lovely. <laughs> Okie doke. We basically throughout uh, what we wanted from you guys. We wanted you <laughs> to give us a would you rather and my word it was a mistake um <laughs> they they in equal portions didn't and also very much did disappoint <laughs> yes <laughs> very true very true we will begin with our good friend connor at connor mccabe on twitter so oh. starting with the tame one or one of the tamest ones in before we get on to the the, the frankly terrifying picks. Yes. And I'm starting there because I'm going to read the Mike Magazine in the order they came into us, sort of, roughly. Connor says, a couple of them here. Would you rather be converted into a Cyberman and have all of your human emotions removed or become as disformed as a Dalek? That That's easy. I would rather be a Dalek. Would you? Because... A, a because piece of blobby it, snot. Yeah, but you sat down all the time. You've got wheels, so you can just roll around like, uh, willy-nilly. <laughs> Some of them even fly now. So <laughs> so your choice is based upon, oh, that Cyberman lark. Bit too much fucking walking for me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But they even fly, and you get that plunger gun thing. Win-win. <laughs> okay. Um I think I, if I had to be changed like that, would rather be a Cyberman because they take away all your emotions and all that sort of stuff. So you're not even, it's not going to bother you that you've been changed, is it? Well, be, very rarely does it bother a Dalek that they've been changed. I mean, no. they, I've, I only remember that one episode where there was a Dalek with a little bit of emotion, but even that Dalek was a, a prick and still got to shoot people. <laughs> so no. The Daleks. What a load yeah. of pricks. <laughs> uh, Connor also says, would you rather your club lose 12-0 in the Champions League final or be relegated, breaking Derby County's 11-point oh, record? That Now, that is a hard question. Oh, I don't think so. I mean, the fact that you got to the Champions League final, that's still brilliant. Yeah. And losing 12-0, yeah, it's a bad night at the office. But... Derby County's record, that was a season's mm. bad time at the office. And that's that's horrific. So I think I would rather get to the Champions League final and get absolutely botted in it than 
do what Derby did and get botted for 38 matches in the season. So yeah, exactly. I don't see it as a difficult question at all because I don't, you know, you get relegated. You've got not just that season of shite, you've got at least one more year before you can get back to where you were. Yes, very true. So I so, was yeah, wrong. I, it was an easy pick. Just yeah. a horrible, horrible, would you rather? I've seen United get to Champions League finals and get complete, not 12 nil, but get completely outplayed and, and not get anywhere near the ball. So I, I've experienced a little bit of that at least. And the following year, we still play Champions League football again. So, yeah, definitely the Champions League one, I think, Maxi. Yeah, correct. Matt Butler, at Trey Butler on Twitter, he says, you've been trapped in a clockwork orange dystopia and will be subjected to a non-stop reel of matches from the following wrestlers. Who would you rather watch? Happy Humphrey from 1960, the Bushwhackers matches from 1990, Mabel's matches from 1995, Mark Henry's matches from 96, or the great Carly from 2006. One, I don't, go, I don't remember Happy Humphrey. He I was a massive fat dude and he sucked. Okay. So he, he could be on the short list. Mabel in 95 was fucking grim. It was terrible. Absolutely grim. How they put King of the Ring on him and let him injure so many people. That guy was a terrible, terrible wrestler. Mark Henry in 96 was gash. He was so bad. Um, Great Carly is bad anyway. Doesn't matter what. Just pick, stick a pin in a year and he's a bad wrestler in that year. Mm. And whilst the Bush, Bushwhackers weren't brilliant to watch, they were entertaining. And I have fond memories of 1990 WWF wrestling. Um, so I'd I'd ha- I'd happily watch the Bushwhackers. I think the o- not happily the only wrestling you could watch. Yeah, I'd happen out of the choices. Right, I would happily pick the Bushwhackers. Okay, I would go Bushwhackers too because I'm fairly certain the year he's picked there, 1990. Is that not when they had like a little mini program with the Fabulous Rougeos? And those guys were bloody brilliant. Was it Was it the Rougeos? 1990. Was it not the Beverly Brothers? No, Beverly's were a bit later, weren't they? Was it Mike Enos still working elsewhere in 1990? It could have been. Either way, either the, the Rougeos or the Beverly Brothers, it was, it was entertaining. As long as they don't have to watch Jameson then, I suppose. Mm. Oh, gosh, yeah, he was a knob. Yeah, he uh, was. Pigs Bladders, at Pigs Bladders on Twitter. Uh, one of the fellows that I met in person for the first time on the weekend. And what a lovely bloke, Max. Absolute gem, this guy. Spent a lot of Apart time talking. Apart from where he shat on a, bu- on a train. Yes, and I tried to blame it on some poor drug-buying children. Um, <laughs> spent a bit of time with him because it, it, me and him were the only two that were popping out the back for a smoke and so on. So we got to chat a little bit out there. Lovely fella. Absolutely top bloke. Uh, he says, would you rather spend a romantic evening with Missy Beefcake or Vicky Guerrero. Who's Missy Beefcake? Uh, I'm hoping it's not related to Brutus. I don't know Missy Beefcake. Um, We can search her, obviously. Yeah, do that. I'm worried. Um, Missy Beefcake, please don't be... Oh. Is this a real... Is that a... It looks like maybe she's a porn star. Playboy Bunny. <laughs> Wife of Brutus Beefcake. And eyebrows that... Yeah. Oh, no. No. 
And who's no. the other choice? Vicky Guerrero. Yeah. Her her voice is fucking annoying as well. This is a bad mm. pick. Romantic. Yeah, hmm. That's the thing. It, it, he's worded this in such a way. Spend a romantic evening. So Vicky Guerrero's voice. If you would, if you were just literally going to sleep with her, you wouldn't need to talk to her. So you can get away with it. Yeah, but, but if romantic you take evening, her out for a meal yeah. and whining and dining her. I think I'd still. I'd still have to go with Vicky Guerrero because at least she'll have some interesting stories. Yeah, that's true. About Eddie, whereas Missy Beefcake's only going to tell you about Beefcake and Hogan, and I hear enough about them two pair of pillocks. So, yeah, it's going to be Vicky Guerrero, but I will yeah. not be doing the no pants dance with her. Okay, okay. I'll go Vicky Guerrero as well. <laughs> uh, would you rather wax or veet your special place? What's you- veet? V is like the hair dissolving cream. So you okay. put the cream on and then you scrape it off afterwards. Oh, you go. Oh, oh, yeah. With the, like the plastic thing. That, yeah. Okay. The applicator. Which one's going to hurt the least? The V. I think, does the V one not burn? Uh, I think it burns. But the so wax it, might be the better option then because it's like rip it off and done, isn't it? Yeah, but I've, I've seen waxing, not obviously the. The, the meat and two veg, but I've seen waxing go very, very wrong where layers of skin are pulled off. So the VEAT might be a more painful, but yet safer option long-term? That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking the VEAT. Right. Okay. Okay. I will... Minimal damage. Again. Yeah, Minimal I'm going damage. with the VEAT. Would you rather work in retail or be Dave Meltzer? Oh, working retail, that's without a shadow of a doubt. Dave Meltzer is an absolute prick. Mm. Absolute prick. Yes. And he's a scruffy um, cunt. But working in retail, man, it's just... Dave Meltzer gets a lot of abuse online, but he can just turn his phone off. If you're working in retail, you're going to get that abuse all the time because of the nature of your job. Yeah. But then if you just... If you just it's like doing stock taking at the back, you get to scarve. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and I just don't, I wouldn't want to be Dave Meltzer because it means yeah. you'd have to be a prick like him. Yeah. So, and you got, yeah. and, you, and you, you're a bit, you're, you're a bit funny, ain't you? Because he obviously worked out a great deal and made his arms he's quite big. Whatsoever. He's, that's one thing he's not, he's funny. No, no, no. But he's funny looking because he's a little, he's a little dummy. <laughs> he's with big arms, isn't he? He's funny looking. Yeah. yeah. And, it, and the room that he, he does his work in, it's like, it's like a, an explosion in a paper factory. Yeah, I've seen that picture. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It, it's horrible. So, yeah, I'd, I would rather work in retail, I think. Mm-hmm. And finally, from Pigs Butters, would you rather eat a Bombay Bad Boy Pot Noodle or a Greg's Steak Bake? Now, I like both of those. Yeah, but... why not both? What's wrong with that? That's not even a hard choice. I would eat the Steak Bake as the starter to the Bombay Bad Boy uh, Pot Noodle. If I had to choose one, I'd probably lean towards steak bake. Yeah, because it's more manageable. Mm. But yeah, you could have a Bombay bad boy and pour it on top of a really crispy steak bake and eat it together. That's, that's scruffy. Why, why ruin why is, two good things? Why is it scruffy? You're eating the same thing. No, but you eat like, like a pudding and, a, and soup, but you don't eat them both at the same time. Yeah, but no, because a pudding and soup is sweet and savoury. This is savoury and savoury. No, it's 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 still disgusting. In my view, which is always correct, 
noodles mixed with a steak bake is that's grim. You're ruining oh. two pleasurable moments. Oh, I suppose. Oh, Pig Spiders continues. Sorry, he says, due to Rishi Sunak being unable to grow a substantial beard and him looking stupid with long hair, he has made it law that no one will be able to have both a beard and long hair at the same time. One must be shaved completely. Would you rather be bold with a beard or hair but clean shaven? And I'll tell you what, before we answer, I want to shout out to Sharon, who hopefully is still in the chat, and get her answer on this for me as well. Would she rather I was clean shaven with the hair or shaved bald but with the beard? I'm intrigued. Maxi, which way would you go? Well, first of all, I'd kick Rishi Sunak square in the fucking nuts for such a ridiculous um, law that he's, he's put in place. Just because that little pecker dick can't grow a beard don't mean that other people shouldn't be allowed to grow a beard. Um, now, I didn't always have a beard. I mean, obviously, everybody didn't always have a beard, but this is only a relatively new thing, maybe over the last like, five or six years. But I know that when I shave now, I look like an absolute baby. I right. literally look like a, a, a giant baby. And the wife will not let me get clean shaven anymore. But I also like having longish hair. Mm. This is hard. This is the do this I look is more really of a, with. Do I look more of a prick with a bald head and a beard, or do I look more of a prick with long hair and clean shaven? You've always got a hat on, though. Yeah, but I have got long hair. Oh, yeah, okay. it's, it's in a oh, bun yeah, now. Oh, yeah. Um, I suppose you've just helped me with my answer because I could always wear a hat to cover yep. the, the bald head. Um, so I'll go with that. I don't want to shave the beard off because I know I look like a massive sexy baby. Sexy baby? Don't, don't say that, Mag. It's not sexy <laughs> baby. That's bad. <laughs> Uh, um, I I, I really struggle with this. I mean, that's a little bit of a sidebar, I suppose. We were talking about people going bold and so on the other day, me and Sharon. And she said, if I started to go bold on the top, she would just shave my head for me. She wouldn't let me have the whole, you know, thinning out, going bold, and then the long bit at the back. No, she would definitely have to Hulk Hogan you. She, she shave just, the, yeah. the top so it's like proper shiny smooth and then leave you with the... the I said to the Sharon that I... I the back. I'd 100% Shawn Michaels it. I'd leave the long hair and just wear a hat all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, she, yeah, she but was he's now gone idea. bold. He's actually yeah. given up the ghost. He's gone bold and just wears a cowboy hat. Yeah, that's it. Um, uh, see, I don't know. A little while back, it was always a case of I'd shave my beard off because, you know, my hair's took years to grow and... Uh, if I shave my head now, it's all going to grow back grey and probably not grow back as, as thick as it is to get as long as it is. So it's like last chance saloon for that scenario. But now it's like, mm, I don't know, because now I'm so fat. If I don't have a beard, everyone can see my 45 chins. <laughs> that is also a thing. Uh, I, I think right now I would probably shave the beard off and keep the hair. I I would not want to live in a world where you didn't have a beard. <laughs> would you not, though? No. <laughs> okay. Uh, Sharon, if you are in the chat, let us know your preference on that as well, please. I'm, I'm curious as to which one goes. Uh, Rob, at UTT Rob on Twitter, he says, Would you rather never podcast again 
or podcast 16 hours every day with no days off. Oof. Now, I've tried both of these, as you well know. Uh-huh. Um, and I was actually speaking to the, the missus today about how she would feel about me if I went back to the same stage where I was podcasting a hell of a lot and she said unequivocally, no, that is not an option. So I'm leaning towards never podcast again. Mm, I think I would be leaning towards that. But I would miss your cheeky face though. But I wouldn't want to see you 16 hours a day every day. Because I I just want to punch your face then. Where would you have time to research as well? I mean, who researches for this? Not, well, not, not, for, I, this, not for this. <laughs> <laughs> not for this, no. But <laughs> well, you get eight hours. You get eight hours research time before yeah, the true. next 16 hours. Jeez, Just I would rather Red Bull. never podcast again. Yeah, I think I would rather, because 16 hours is a long time. I mean, obviously, if it was my job, um, it would be different. If I was doing this as a for a living, which is not really an option, there's not enough money, I suppose. But um, I I think I would rather not podcast again, but I wouldn't want to because I love doing this so much. Mm-hmm. But there we go. Um, Sharon is saying, I think my comment got ghosted. What What do you mean? Like we've ignored it, or it's got disappeared from YouTube? I think she may have instead of saying the word unalive, she's put the word kill, and YouTube or Streamyard have said oh. you really can't say that word. I see. Uh, I'd unalive the person who makes the law, and then you do neither. My wife says, "No, nope, you've got to answer because that's, that's the that's, game. You can't do that. That's not an option. You've Sharon. got to answer. Would you rather me no beard or or no hair? That's that's it's that's the game in it. You've got to give an answer. Mm-hmm. Five nerds go. Which I think when I read that five nerds go had sent us a a message on Twitter with this subject at five nerds go on Twitter. First of all, I thought, oh no. But then I read it and I thought, okay, that's not as bad as I thought he was going to be. No, I'm actually surprised. It's quite tame for Matt, uh, who runs the Five Nerds Go account, um, and a fairly easy choice as well. Okay, um, I've just lost it completely. Bear with me. There it is. So, so would Five Nerds Go, yeah, says. Yeah, sorry, go on. Uh, Matt says, "Would you rather wipe your ass with single ply?" paper for the rest of your life or would you rather your balls and todger shed their skin like a snake once a month easy choice for me the, the shedding snake skin i think that would be glorious how much fun could you have with that because when, exactly. when snakes when snakes shed their skin if it's done like properly you get like a fake snake don't you and it's just made out of skin you could leave like willies and boars everywhere you couldn't have like a little puppet show of willies and balls. You can. Um, my uh, my missus, she does a lot of um, resin art, and one of our ne- uh, next door neighbours, uh, she keeps various kind of spiders, tarantulas, jumping spiders, things like that. And uh, Lorraine, who is absolutely mortally terrified of spiders, has actually mm-hmm. uh, cast some of their their shed shedded skins in resin for the next door neighbor. Wow. So I could get the wife to do uh bollock and bo- uh, bollock and penis uh resin castings. That'd be, I bet there's I bet there's already a market for that. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So I'd make money off it. So yeah, easy choice. I would rather have a snake skin style bollock and 
and and cock. Mm. You could as well, like just leave them in really random places. You know, some people like go for a game of leaving rubber ducks in people's houses or at work. It happened. People they're leaving rubber ducks all over the place for us to find. You could do it with like uh, 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 the the shedded skin, can you? No, just randomly leave it on your mate's dressing room table. Huh? You've been knobbed. Look, there's there's the thing that. Or on the wasp pillar when she's ah, asleep, yeah. she wakes up to it. Dashboard of the car, something like that. <laughs> how many? <laughs> how many times could you go around literally teabagging people without having to pull your pants down? There you go, just yeah. ball slap right in the eyes. There we go. The Arabian go. goggles. <laughs> Sharon in the chat there saying, "I love this convo." Now that Charlie is sat next to me, let's move on. Um, <laughs> A oh. puppet show of William Bowles' quote of the year so far. There we go. Well, there we go. It's still early days in the year. We'll beat that. <laughs> yeah, we will beat that. We'll beat that before the end of the night. Yeah. Dan Griffin, at Dan Griffin 21 on Twitter, he says, Would you rather get a stink face from Rikishi after Taco Bell or take the bonzo drop from Yokozuna after a curry? Oh, I mean, there's no winner in that game, is there? Mm. They're both horrific. I think I would go for the stink face because at least it's it's quite short. It normally does the stink face. Is is there? Wiggles about a bit and he's off. Yokozuna, he sits on you for quite mm. a while. He's pushing that curry shit right into your skin. Our the stink face would be easier. I think. Plus, you, you haven't think. got the laundry afterwards, have you? Can you imagine yeah. having to wash Yokozuna's curry shit out of your out of your ring gear? No. So. Yeah, the Taco Bell Rikishi stink face. Also, it, it, there's less risk of pain, isn't there? Because Yokozuna landing on your chest could literally destroy you. Yeah, so, and your last one. breaths are of hot curry shit. <laughs> and there's a great quote there. Um, <laughs> uh, would you rather? Eat a kilo. Oh, for goodness sake, Charlie, I'm so sorry <laughs> if you're still listening to this. I really am so sorry. Would you rather eat a kilo of your own shit or drink a gallon of someone else's piss? Now, I asked this one to the wife just before recording. Of course and, you did. Fucking hell. And she <laughs> was she was absolutely disgusted by Dan, first of all. She thinks he's just a, an awful, awful human being. So she also... Yeah, she picked the right answer, though. It's clearly drink a gallon of someone else's piss because so. chewing down on shit your own or someone else's would be horrific. Yeah, just but at least with a, yeah, with a gallon of piss, you can chug it and get rid of it pretty quickly. Mm. But yeah, eating shit, though, I mean, getting it trapped in your gums, it caught in your tongue, burping afterwards, oh. obviously throwing up. Yeah, mm. I would rather drink someone else's piss. I'm completely on board with that because you could just try and neck it, couldn't you? Yeah. Would you rather and, and, go on? Would you rather neck it straight away, just to get it over and done with, or take the time to put it in the fridge and chill it or something first? You don't want to drink no, it water, would, shortly. Yeah, straight from the cock. No, absolutely not. <laughs> not steaming. <laughs> not a brew. It would definitely. It would. It would be chilling in the fridge. Because the cold would take away, it numbed the inside of your mouth and your throat, so it'd take away some of the horrific tastes. You've and given this not, a lot of thought, haven't you? You have to make these decisions. <laughs> you can't just go in, 
underprepared of choosing to eat your own your own shit. Now, would you you could have easily had an, an easy option? This you could have drunk your own Birmingham shit. No, I still want mate. The, the smell of it made me be. The smell of it made me puke. I'm not going to drink it. <laughs> but at least it go down pretty simply. Yeah, it'd be like a really thick milkshake. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that is grim. Oh, uh, and Dan Griffin also says, "Would you rather?" Uh, well, oh God! Again, Charlie, I'm so sorry. Would you rather wank off a horse or get fucked by a dog? Again, I asked this the wife, and she is sending me divorce uh, proceedings. Um, but she again come up with the right answer. It's got to be wanking off a horse. Yeah, I think as, so. As bad as that is, at least you are not getting destroyed, and the shame of of the dog being in inside of you. And dogs apparently come pretty quickly, so they are filling you up with with. Baby doggies. Okay, choice made. Let's move on. <laughs> oh my God. Glenn Abbott at G Wrestling. Evil. We'll the never back. do this again. We're we'll never do this. I didn't want to do it this time. You were like, no, it'll be fun. Uh, would you rather eat a Carolina Reaper chili or snog Dan Griffin? Okay. Well, I've actually eaten a Carolina Reaper chili, and they're not as bad as people made out. Okay, but I've never had the the pleasure of snogging a Dan Griffin, so I'd pick that. Yeah, I me. Mean, yeah. I like spicy stuff, but there's a limit, and the Grim Reaper chili is like crazy hot, isn't it? It is. It, it it's uncomfortable. Don't get me wrong; mm. it is very uncomfortable, but it's doable. I imagine snogging Dan Griffin is is quite spicy as well, though, <laughs> and uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we both. Uh, Dan says all, in the chat, uh, trust me, you'd rather both, you both rather the chili. The difference is, for me, you can't hug the chili afterwards and it, it can't stroke your hair and say it's going to be better. Where Dan could. I'm sorry you went through funny. this, but it will all be better. You'll forget this soon, I promise. You can just go for a point after, can you? Yeah, <laughs> and just drink your memories into oblivion. That's it. There we go. Sorted. We're both getting all tongue-tied up with Mr. Griff. Um <laughs> at chat grapple pops says spend a night with madonna whilst listening to uncle cracker's x-factor song on repeat or spend the afternoon sniffing shoes with tony atlas now this is easy for me because they don't stipulate old dirty shoes or brand new shoes i i quite happily walk around shoe zone or sports direct sniffing new shoes with tony atlas yeah i mean i didn't think of that uh, that get out clause. So I was all happy to not happy, but I was had my mindset on singing X Factor over and over and over again. But now you've put that that um, stipulation into the ether. Yeah, I would mm. happily stiff brand new shoes with uh, Tony Atlas. Yeah. So yeah, win win. And we could ask him to talk us through that snore fest that we reviewed on the show <laughs> with Ted our seat you. Or whatever yes. it was called. That was ridiculous. Uh, Steve-O at EliteFPL underscore Steve-O. He says, would you rather watch a terrible year in WWE history, all the Raw's, SmackDown's, pay-per-views, etc., 
i.e. 2011, and not be able to watch anything else wrestling-related, or your favourite match every day for a year. Again, no other wrestling allowed. Whew. I think if you watched your favourite match every day for a year and with nothing else, you would get you would get to not like that match. Mm. Whereas even if you're watching a terrible year in WWE history, there is at least some kind of bright parts of, of every every year. Even mm-hmm. the, the shitty new generation still had some fun stuff. So I think I'd go with the um, the the choice of watching a full years of WWE yeah, I mean. over watching one match. And I'd turn it into a podcast as well, because that's just how I operate. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> this year in wrestling. Yeah, there we go. Uh, at Good Bad Wrestle on Twitter, they ask, oh, this one's for me specifically, and it relates to the first postponement <laughs> in the last recent weeks. Would you rather record a podcast with a lad from Burnley or watch a footy match featuring 11 lads from Wigan? Yes. Um, well, obviously that evening, I'd rather watch the United game because that's what I did. But... <laughs> Bastard. There we go. No, I'd much rather speak to you, Magsy, if everything was all right. You're an absolute liar. You you fabricated reasons to scarve over the last Bollocks. Bollocks. Um, Steve-O again, he says. <laughs> <laughs> he heard this on Mind Pump. I don't know what Mind Pump is. What's that? Is that another podcast? It better not be. You better not be listening to other podcasts behind our back, Steve-O. You're not allowed. You're not allowed. <laughs> uh, he says... You have an issue in your groinal area. Only way to be cured it's is skin sheds like monthly like a snake because that is a cool issue. <laughs> yeah. uh, you have to take an injection basically, and the only way to cure this issue is to be injected through the pee hole or in a testicle. Oh, that's both. A hard both are both are horrific, but I'm gonna have to go. I'm gonna have to go in the bollock, mate. I think down the Japs, ah, it would have to be the way for me because you're yeah. not you're not making another incision, are you? It's already there. Well, no, because you're not just firing down it; you're sticking the needle in. Still, it's got to go in somewhere. Yeah, but it's it's going in a hole that is oh, already I'll, there. I'll stop it! While I was watering me. <laughs> I would prefer that than create another hole into a bollock. The bollock is the 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 thing that hurts the most. Mm, Any kind okay. of like pain towards them would be excruciating, but at least you can hold your breath and down the needle goes. And there, I mean, if you've ever been catheterized, that kind of thing happens anyway. I mean, I would rather be catheterized than have a kick in the bollocks. I didn't, yeah, I didn't think of it that way. So, yeah, I'd go with that. Yeah. okay, I don't know, I, I yeah. If the if the, the the prick of the needle isn't actually piercing, it's dead tiny. Yeah, not if it's like a big fuck off thing like that where you can no. see the liquid. Oh, oh. but yeah, yeah down down the piss hole. Yes, okay. Uh, Steve-O continues. Stole this from Carl Pilkington. You're both in the jungle. Sai is bitten on a bitten by a deadly snake on his penis. There's a lot about cocks, isn't there? They're very sexually frustrated, I think, the CWF. Yeah, there's a lot of cocks. Um, Sai is bitten by a deadly snake on his penis. Only way to save him is by sucking the venom out through his pee hole for five minutes. 
in brackets, he is clearly getting aroused. Do you save Sai's life or let him die, Mags? I would I would send my condolences to your good lady wife. <laughs> so just for five minutes of uncomfortableness, you you leave my children without a father. You bastard. Either that or I'd say to your 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 good lady, I had to give him a gobble to keep him alive, and then she wouldn't want you back anyway. Because she couldn't <laughs> compete. Because your gobbles are that high quality, yeah? yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, so it looks like I'm dying. Back, Brilliant. You never go back. Yeah, that didn't work, but never mind. <laughs> no, um, it didn't work. <laughs> uh, at Jimmy Evans, at Jimmy Evans for real on Twitter, he says, Would you rather be a superhero or a super villain? Now, See, initially, are, these are sensible ones. You know what? Good on you, Jimmy Evans for real. See, I Not like these set of wankers who fucking give us ridiculous, horrible things to think about. He's saying superhero or supervillain. Brilliant. I read that and I thought, well, superhero, obviously, it's quite straightforward. But then the more I thought about it, the more I was like, oh, if you're a superhero, yeah, the superhero has a lot of responsibility, isn't it? Yeah, and a supervillain has way more fun. Yeah, I probably would be a supervillain. But because I'm quite lazy, you don't have to I worry would... about consequences because they never do. You don't ever go to prison or get. You just no. have to. You just have your plan foiled by those meddling kids, don't you? So yeah, super villain. Yeah. Easy. Super quite often, when you see the villains, they've got cooler outfits, cooler cars, cooler weapons and yeah. uh, gadgets. Yeah. Oh, that's easy then, villain. Yeah. Thank you, villain. Jimmy. Uh, at Yamorite on Twitter, he says. Would you rather get licked by a bushwhacker or take a pit stop from the Nasty Boys? Easy. Again, get licked by a bushwhacker. I am not sniffing the Nasty Boys' armpits, and all they're doing is licking your head. So, mm. yeah, it, easy. Did I tell you about the time I got licked by a tramp in town? I think you might have done, but I always enjoy revisiting your <laughs> horrific stories. Yeah, this tramp just came up to me. In the, it was in a chicken place, and we were out on the piss. And he just walked up to me and just licked my arm for some reason. And I freaked out completely, like swung for him, and oh, it was horrible. It was, but yeah, just came over and just led his head down on the counter and licked my arm. How like roughly licked, like like slobbered over your. Oh yeah, like, like proper like bleh, yeah, yeah, a little yeah. poke. <laughs> yeah. Oh bad. Yeah, I was just like, what the fuck. I went home and scrubbed my arm with bleach, and the wife was like, what the hell are you doing? I've just been licked, damn it. <laughs> I've just been licked by a tramp. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, finally, as well, from Twitter, unless there's any that I have missed, Magsy, Yamorite continues and says, would you rather be in a world-famous band playing music you don't like and make loads of money or play in a band playing music you like but make a few quid playing in local pubs. Make me rich, motherfucker. Rich, yeah. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. No scruples about that whatsoever. I would rather have shitloads of money and play wanky music than yep. be be um, be pleasured by my own artistic integrity and skint. So, yeah, yeah. absolutely. 100%. I would rather be rich. 100%. That was quite easy, wasn't it? It's almost like it they're was. trying to put us in some kind of you know conflicting situation of our morals or anything like that but we haven't got any just make us rich you know yeah. <laughs> it's as straightforward as that and not have to and not have to wank off horses that we're happy <laughs> well yes indeed um 
let's leave that well alone, shall we? <laughs> Uh, but there we go. Thank you so much to everybody who has messaged in to the show, uh, giving us these would you rather situations as grotesque and as horrific and as cringeworthy as some of them were, knowing that my daughter is watching, for goodness sake. Oh, but there we go. Shall we dive into the chat and see what people have been saying, Magzi, before we get on with a little bit of wrestling talk? Because apparently we are a wrestling podcast. I've got to find where we actually got up to on the chat. Um we, we oh how about this um cam says he's at the start of 1997 and the cruiserweight division is still class uh tag team division is strong and the singles titles are ruled by the nwo i don't want to get to 99 2000 yeah just mm. pretend it ended in like 1998 and yeah. don't watch 99 2000 because it's grim on that note uh, this coming friday nitro nights returns Mm, I saw a little peep of that in the uh, in the the green room that one had been recorded. Mm. I, I give a little fist bump. There's a couple of that that you. been recorded. Well, oh, that's amazing. Good, I'm glad to hear it. Uh, Dan Griffin says he still maintains the build to the Great American Bash 2000 is some of the best wrestling TV ever. Yeah, but then they enter the ring and the bell rung and it shits the bed. And Kevin Nash. <laughs> yeah um dan griffin after your as uh, uh your hall of lame uh putting cm punk and his injuries in causing chronically malingering punk i mean that's better than the chronically masturbating punk that most people call him uh cam griffin says he imagined that's the burp that came out before sir chundered on himself at the end of the <clears throat> non-wrestling topic but right <laughs> King Pig's Banner says, we need to get Mags a mobility scooter. Keep hinting to the family um, to get me a mobility scooter. It is my birthday soon, so... There was <laughs> one for sale on, like, um, you know, like the on Facebook, you have, like, Gloucester selling sites, Treadworth selling sites and stuff. Oh, like that. that's good for me in Burnley, 200 miles away. Yeah, but I have a lot like, of charge, I could ride it up. It was only, like, 50 quid. The M6. <laughs> Just get your wife to go drive down. You can jump in the back uh, on the scooter, and she could tow you home. On the again on the M6, Jesus. Yeah. What's the worry about? Um, King Pig Barris says, "Put the noodles in the steak bake." Then it's not a steak bake, is it? It's a noodle bake. Which sounds you have um, like you have a an um, affinity uh, with noodles mixed with stuff, don't you? With your cheesy woogles and well, that's more for Charlie. Yeah, I made her something else the other day. She, she when my parents, well, my parents, my mum is vegetarian, so when we went over to see her on Boxing Day, she had you know she puts a little spread out, so there's snacky bits for us all to pick out and all this sort of stuff. And there's you know, obviously the turkey and chicken and whatever, and there's also a bit of her corn stuff that she orders as well and a lovely nut roast and all this sort of stuff charlie tried some of the corn stuff and thought it was bloody fantastic like she loves meat don't get me wrong especially the bacon and so on but this corn stuff i bought some that you can microwave in like three minutes chuck it in some instant noodles thank you my love my awesome wife just bringing me a cup of tea later. isn't she lovely um actually brought the, sh- the razors to have a shave your head or beard she has not, no, she has not. But yeah, mix these corn chunks in with the, the three-minute quick noodles and whatever. Massive bowl of grub for her. She loved it, mate. So, yeah. You know, um, my missus is vehemently against anything ve- vegan. If she sees a, uh, a vegan label on anything, she nope, not interested in it whatsoever. But uh, I tried some uh, corn 
Uh, they were almost like fake chicken wings, hot and spicy chicken wings. Okay. They were bloody delicious. Absolutely delicious. Um, she wasn't happy that I got them, but uh, I enjoyed them. So, yeah, I, I would happily be vegan if that's the kind of standard of fake meat that you can get. Oh, no, no. I, I, I'm not saying I'd go that far. <laughs> my two Whoa, youngest girls. Too far, my, Tony. My two youngest girls have asked me to cook a fry up for tea tomorrow night. So, yeah, we're going like you know, sausage, bacon, black pudding, the whole shebang. I couldn't live like that. Fake. You can get fake bacon and fake. But I don't sausage. want that, Magsy. I don't want that. I want the real one. That's fair. King Pig's Banners then says, Matt, his missus won't let him uh, shave the beard off. Yeah, mm. man. If, so when my beard gets a little bit scraggy, I don't, I don't grow mine to the length that Sarah does because uh, I, I hate the itchiness of them. So when it gets a bit scraggly, um, I'll say, oh, will you shave my beard this like to now or whatever? And she will never let me shave it le- less than a number three because she doesn't like me like looking like a big ass baby. So she won't let me share my baby enough now. Um Fair enough. Connor says the day Sar shaves his beard will be the day the fucking world comes to an end. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> I won't look at you. I could not look at you the same without a beard. See, this is quite short for me. This has been cut yeah. back and trimmed back for by Sharon um, Norman. I'm not happy with it. Are you not? You don't like it though? No. no. Have you seen got any there and I? Look at that. Yeah, look at, Sarah, look at that. Yeah, There's, have you seen how much dark is there now? Look at that. What gray patches? I make one complete brain beard and one complete gray beard, couldn't we? Like half and half. Yeah, yeah, that'd work. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Sharon again says, um, we'll go back through this. Says, think my comment got ghosted. I don't know if the person who made the law, then you do neither. Yes. And then when she said she has to make a choice, she says she answers to no one. It's very true. She did send me a screenshot of her original comment, and you, you were spot on, Maxie. She had uh, she'd kill the person, so that's why obviously why YouTube removed it. <laughs> so a little note for everyone in the CWF: don't threaten to kill anyone in the chat because your comment <laughs> will not come out. <laughs> or if Politicians, you do, say, say on a lab. Yeah. If you are going go. to threaten to, to murder, use the word on a lab. Uh, Dan Griffin says, "Mrs. Max has got him spot on." To be fair that you are one of the worst people in the world. Uh, Sal would have been all right eating his own shit at the weekend. It had been a smoothie. Exactly. Great man's think alive. And you were that hungry. You were eating petrol station sandwiches, which are just grim death. You may as well have eaten your own shit. (laughs) Okay. I'll bear that in mind for future. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Connor says, going to be paying half attention to the second half of the show, watching Heaven Sent which is supposedly the best ever Doctor Who episode. I also been uh, the pod being back. I miss it as part of my Monday rotation, and we missed you too. So at least this part did. The scarving part was probably glad I didn't have to listen to you rambling on. Exactly. Heaven Sent is very, very good, by the way. Um, we have covered it on the Doctor Who pod already, but you have to go back through uh, the, the Doctor Who pod's own thread to find that. It was a few seasons ago, but yeah, it is a very good episode, yeah. Um, Dan says uh, to Connor, the show will be back soon. Illness and real life has just got in the way. And it's not just been Sarah, uh, but him as well. It is. I mean, uh, all jokes aside, one of the things that I've always uh, said to to the people who I create uh, podcasts with is real life comes first, always. I mean, this, this as brilliant, uh, entertaining as, as, as much as it means to, to, to me, 
doesn't come before health or or real mm. life problems. Yeah. So yeah, um, we do what we have to do. Um, Dan says five minutes. Sal would be asleep and done after two. Yeah, but then you would get the surprise venom slash baby batter mixture, which. Mm, who would want that swirling around the uh, the gums? Yeah, this is a wrestling podcast. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Dan Griffin says, "Be a super antihero. Be Deadpool. Yeah, Deadpool. That'd be the the great yeah. balance." Uh, Cam Griffin says, "Just catching up after shopping delivery. Did I hear Nitro Nazis back on Friday? Yes. Come on, the lads. Limo yes. County's on sixteen, isn't it? It is. Um, a little bit of news about that, I suppose." Uh, we have a third man joining our team uh, to make sure that Nitro Knights carries on and doesn't ever disappear for the period it did recently. Obviously, I've had a couple of issues in recent weeks. Scottish Danny has had a few more long-term problems that he's working through, and so much is why the show went on a big hiatus. Um, so the theory is that at least two of the three of us will be available every week. So the first few episodes are me and our new uh, third man, uh, Scottish Danny, we hope will return very, very soon. And there may be episodes in the future where it's Danny and the third guy, uh, Danny and me. And then I like to think for most pay-per-views going forward, when Danny's made his return, we'll get all three of us on for the pay-per-views. But we're going to try and be releasing Nitro Nights every Friday now. It's no longer a Thursday show. It's moved to a Friday because we have In the Corner being released on a Thursday. So we moved it to the Friday morning instead. But yes, the first couple of episodes are already recorded and it returns this coming Friday. And for, for a spoiler warning, Mabel is that third man. Just to let He you. is. He is a big, massive, fat dead dude is the third host <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, and last comment for for now and w- one that i don't know if i agree with uh he says richmond plant-based sausages are immense just made some breakfast muffins for the morning ah i've never done them i've never tried the plant-based ones and this is why i can't fully disagree with it but normal meat richmond sausages are some of the worst sausages that there has ever been they are terrible, terrible sausages. Meat that is minced to within an inch of its life. Stay pink no matter how long you cook them. Yeah, they just look they look terrible. They taste terrible. I would not eat a Richmond sausage if you paid me. Mm, I'm getting quite hungry now. Well, for Richmond sausages? Yeah, I think I have actually got some of those, I think. Well, if you're that hungry, shall we just crack on with this wrestling match and get this, <laughs> Let's get do this it, mate. show out of the way? Let's do it. Let's get ready to rumble! Here we go, then. Here we go. We're actually now an hour and 40-odd minutes into the show. We're going to talk a little bit of wrestling. And we are going back to... Thanksgiving night, 1987, November the 26th, 1987, which actually is the exact day my little brother was born, which I didn't realize until I started looking at this earlier on. So there we go. There's that. Lex Luger, the United States champion, relatively new-ish to the business, uh, new, fairly new to Jim Crockett promotions in the NWA anyway. He'd been working in Florida before the whole Bruiser Brody thing happened, and he decided, fuck that. Um, he is the United States champion defending against Dusty Rhodes, in a steel cage it's for the united states championship as i mentioned and if dusty doesn't win he is not allowed to wrestle anywhere for 90 days which apparently according to magnum ta will end his career 
Yeah, odd that, stipulation. That. Yeah, they mentioned it as well on on commentary. Tony Shirani says, "Uh, it it's tantamount to uh, career ending. It's 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 a long holiday. We have wrestlers who get injured for for longer than that. Um, so mm. yeah, that was that a bit of bullshit, weren't it? Bullshit. Yeah. Why don't they, they just say his career is on the line and just yeah, do it that way? Exactly. And he was the booker, huh? and he booked himself yeah. to win. So he could have literally said, "Yeah, Matt, the, the, this the career's on the line." The ninety day thing just absolutely plucked out of his arse, and yeah, just it made no sense that they tried to add more um, gravitas to it when they could have just done mm-hmm. that in the first place. Yes, indeed. Um, Luger is like first, so I know Maxi would have hated that because he's the defending champion, and. I mean, in 87, Luger, he, he's all right in the ring, but the biggest selling point with Lex Luger is his look, isn't it? <laughs> he, his hair, the robe. JJ Dillon's walking to the ring with him. He's part of the horseman at this point, as I mentioned. Luger looks a million dollars here. He he looks every part a main event wrestler. Obviously, once yeah. the bell rings, it's a little bit different. But here, to look at what this guy is just... It's how you design a wrestler on a computer game, isn't it? He? he looks incredible. Of course it is. I mean, he's got a, an eight-pack. The guy has got that many muscles. Um, yeah, he, he he absolutely did look the part. And uh, in a time when perhaps the the wrestling technique maybe wasn't as, as prevalent, he, he was definitely a, a main event level wrestler. Yeah. Um, Dusty makes his entrance and looks the exact opposite. He is obviously the way Dusty looks. He's, he, he can never be described as a body guy, could he? Let's be fair. And he's got tatty tape on around his knee. He looks just a bit of a scruff bag. But that was part of his appeal, wasn't it? And the, he was a common man. Exactly. The fans adore him, don't they? I mean, so much of what he does here gets a reaction from the crowd. And so much of what he does is, is subtle or not that big a deal, but still gets big pops and big reactions. And he he climbs to the top of the cage to wave to the crowd and they, they're just lapping this up, aren't they? They're loving seeing yeah. Dusty. And and when he did that, the first thing that stuck out to me was how teeny tiny everything was back in, mm-hmm. in the olden days. The ring was really small. The, the cage was 10 foot, which sounds a lot, but when you're stood on the top of the, the top rope, Dusty can literally lean over the top of the cage. There's very little climbing needed to to be done. To he could essentially move his weight and and tip over the cage. So um, yeah, just everything looks very very small back in in the dark ages of wrestling. It does indeed. It does indeed. Um, the purpose of the cage here for this match is very much to keep the horseman out. Mm-hmm. It's, I don't think you can win the match by escaping the cage. That's no, it, never was pin. it was just a pin yeah. win. There's also rope breaks because most cage matches now are basically fought under no DQ rules, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Anything kind of goes. But this is very much an ordinary wrestling match, effectively with a ring fenced off to stop outside interference. And the Dusty Rhodes' longtime feud with the Horseman, his battles with Flair and all the others as well. We know the crack. The Horseman always interfere and and so on so it's done in a way to literally keep the horseman out which i love because it's so sensible and it's 
just good storytelling because you have a few matches where there's interference and then the cage is needed and it's a big selling point for when you get to the bigger events. And this is what I love about this era of professional wrestling, the way they told stories for the most part in the territory days, because it was all based around the live events and generating ticket sales and then eventually pay-per-views, which was, this was the first pay-per-view promotions, by the way, everyone else was on closed circuit television before this. The way they tell the story of, okay, well this happened and then this happened, but we're going to take that away by putting the cage here. So you have to watch now because we're going to get to have a winner and then put Dusty's 90 day career or whatever issue on the line as well. It's basically telling people buy this pay-per-view. And I love the simplicity of the, of the business model here, Max. Yeah, and um, it shows the 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 effect that it had on the wrestling business because this is when WWE started to uh, put pay-per-views on themselves and and essentially blackmail um, the pay-per-view companies that yes. if they didn't show uh, WWF's uh, content and showed uh, the NWAs, then they would be blackballed from future uh, WWF uh, pay-per-views. So mm-hmm. um, it certainly had... The, the the big wigs at the WWF at the time very very worried. Um, so yeah, I mean it, it's it's kind of a change in in the wrestling landscape, I suppose. Yeah, and, and it is literally what's happened with with this event. The WWF were running uh, Survivor Series on the same night, and they put Survivor Series up on the same night as a direct response to Jim Crockett promotions, promoting Starcade, they wanted yeah. to stop that happening. And there was various, it's not like now, like I, mean, in, I don't know how it is in the States anymore, but here in the UK, you want to book a pay-per-view, you have your pay-per-view provider, whether that's, if you're with Sky, you get it through Sky. If you're with Virgin Media, you get it through them and whatever. It's not broken off into different markets. Whereas, in the States, you had lots of different markets for different areas of the country. And these these pay-per-view companies were told, if you didn't, if you carried Starcade, you couldn't have WrestleMania, mm-hmm. which would have been WrestleMania 4 was the next one. So you think of the WrestleMania they've just come off, WrestleMania 3 was Massive. the biggest, yeah, the biggest yeah. show in, in the history of the business up to this point. The majority of pay-per-view companies basically shit themselves and refused yeah. to carry Starcade and carried Survivor Series instead, which ended up with the pay-per-view buy rates being, what the WWF's Survivor Series show, receiving over double what Starcade got on the same night. Again, it's clever, but it's so underhanded, isn't it? Oh, yeah, it shows the dark uh, undercurrent of of wrestling. But Mm. to be be fair to the NWA, to get half of the, the, the viewer numbers... Of the of a WWF pay per view where WWF have, have threatened all the pay per view uh, pr- uh, providers, that that I think is great business for them. It shows that the fans were massively loyal. That even mm. if they only had one or maybe two options across the country to to be able to get hold of this uh, show, and they still went out of the way and, and found it. So props to to them to at least be a little bit competitive in, in the face of so much, um, so many obstacles put in the way. Yeah, without a doubt. Uh, also, I mean, I just want to very quickly run through the card that was that was was this pay-per-view here, just to give you some of the names and the matches that were involved in this. It, it, to give you a bit of a time frame, as I mentioned, this is the very first Jim Crockett Promotions pay-per-view ever. 
Uh, Ron Garvin is your world champion. Ric Flair is challenging him in the main event, which is a big deal because the fans didn't accept Garvin as world champion and everyone wanted to see mm-hmm. Flair beat him. But just have a little run through this. The UWF has just been bought out by Crockett as well. So he's just bought the uh, UWF promotion, which was originally Mid-Scythe. And acquired a lot of talent from there. So you had a six-man tag to open. Eddie Gilbert, Larry Zabisco, and Rick Steiner taking on the fabulous Freebirds. Uh, well, Jimmy Garvin and Michael Hayes and a very young Sting. Uh, mm-hmm. Steve Williams wrestled Barry Windham for the UWF mm-hmm. Championship, which eventually got... Who, who won that match? Uh, Steve Williams won that match. <laughs> Fuck off, Max. Uh, you have... <laughs> Uh, you had a Skywalker's match, which at the time you go back and watch those, they're <laughs> incredibly awful. Dated. Yeah, they're fucked. at the time, we, I think we've covered one before, haven't we? Have we yeah. covered um, the one with the road warriors in? Yes, yeah. It, at the time, it was something new and unique, so it was a draw. You watch them now, they are they have not aged well in the no. slightest. But you look at the names involved in this, you had yeah. the Rock and Roll Express taking on the Midnight Express, and you also had uh, Bubba Rogers or, or the Boss Man and Jim Cornette at ringside as well. So that's a big draw. Mm-hmm. Um, Terry Taylor, bleh, but he is taking on <laughs> Nikita Koloff, and this is to unify the NWA and the UWF television titles. So that's a big deal there. Um, Arn and Tully, one of the greatest tag teams to ever do it, take on the Road Warriors for the world tag team titles. Again, that's huge. And then Chicago is where the Road Warriors are from as well. And obviously, we've got Dusty Rhodes and Lex Luger here, and then Flair and Ron Garvin in the main event. That card is stacked. It's ridiculous yeah, how big I mean, that card, how good that card is. Uh, 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 in this era, that's a WrestleMania level card. It's massive. It's, it's just huge names, all top to bottom. Indeed, it's absolutely. And Harry stacked. Oh my god, you absolute melt. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Johnny Weaver. Former NWA wrestler. Yeah, I is, didn't know this guy. Who the fuck was this guy? He wrestled in like the 60s and 70s, and I think into the 80s a bit. And um, it, like, you know, he had a couple of tag team runs in like small territories and so on. Proper like journeyman wrestler. But I think he was from that area anyway, so okay. it was a bigger deal for the for those people. I've never seen any of his matches or anything like that. But yeah, they made a. I mean, the commentary made a really big deal of him being the guy who will keep hold of the key to the cage. Huh, mm. That lasted long. Um, but also, <laughs> he influenced um, Dusty's um, um, uh, sleep hold. It was apparently yes. called the Weaver Lock. Looks exactly like a normal sleep hold, but yeah. puts people to sleep a lot quicker, apparently. Mm. Well, yeah. Because... That bullshit. Cost. Dusty did it about three or four times in the match, and it didn't put Lex Luger asleep one time. So, no. Nah. But there we go. Um, the match begins with a lot of posturing and so on, as as these big matches in this era did. Uh, then Luger gives us a flex, showing off all of his, his muscles and, and so on. And the crowd loved it. That was mm. probably Luger's biggest pop. They yeah, I mean, they're in, this is this is Luger's hometown as well, isn't it? He's from Chicago. It's Chicago, yeah, they mentioned that. Yeah. And when, when they mentioned his name in, in Chicago, they booed the fuck out of him. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. like, booing the hometown, it's unheard of nowadays. Yeah, exactly. Um, Dusty gives a little bit of one of his funny sort of strut efforts, and the crowd go wild to that mm-hmm. as he's responding to Luger's flex. Um, we, we get the standard Dusty Rhodes 
punch, punch, big elbow kind of thing. Uh, and the crowd go mad for that. And then we get the first of these sleeper attempts that you mentioned, Magsy. And again, the crowd go wild for that. Everything Dusty does, they're just going crazy for, aren't they? Yep. Even when we get the arm bar and um, hammer lock rest periods in the match, the crowd are still absolutely wild even yeah. though there is fuck all happening in the ring. Yeah. It's great though, isn't it? No, this is, <laughs> this is my bugbear with this match. Okay. Duster. Okay. Duster. He, he absolutely deserves all the plaudits that he gets for his wrestling uh, intellect. We wouldn't have half of the, the match stipulations without, without Duster. He's just, his legacy can never be underestimated. But in this match, he was like John Cena. He had five moves, and that's what he fucking stuck to. The match goes about 16 minutes. 16 yeah. minutes, give or take. It felt both short and incredibly long at the same time because there was just so little that actually happens in the ring. There, there's um, an armbar. The first armbar slash hammerlock seg- section, it goes on for genuinely five minutes out of 16 in-ring minutes. There is five minutes of, of Lex Luger being in an armbar slash hammerlock. And to make it worse, Lex Luger is taking breaths like he's having pregnancy contractions it's so absolutely annoying. Um, I hated it. I absolutely hated it. He's uh, literally there going, whilst his arm is, is, is being wrenched behind his back. And he does that all the way through the match. Every time Luger is in peril, he's having these fucking contraction palpitations. It's just so annoying. I, I get the impression that our markings at the end of this is going to be slightly different. Maybe. We'll mm. see. Okay. Um, Luger fights back from the armbar and, and so on and sends Dusty into the cage, which mm. allows the standard NWA blood spot here. Yeah, which he does in full view of the camera. You can literally see him blading. Um, ridiculous. And then when the blade doesn't flow that quick, you can literally see him mouthing to Luger, punch me. So Luger punches him to make the, the cut open. So, yeah, he hid nothing. Absolutely hid nothing. It's worse camera work than Kevin Dunn on, on early WWE. Um, but it, it's 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 Duster. He has to yeah. bleed. Yeah, you can't have a match where he doesn't bleed. Uh, did you see as well how when we got the spot, uh, you, you know, whenever any wrestler has a bit of blood in a cage match, the opponent naturally then grabs them and rubs the, their face into the cage itself. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's, it still happens now in present day. But we had a wider shot of the ring at that point, and you've got all the ringside photographers working for the magazines, and they all scarper around to that side of the ring to try and get their shot. That was, that was a great image for me, seeing them all run about trying to get the picture, you know? And it's also good how Dusty waited for the, the cameras to be in position before he collapsed to the floor after that spot because mm. he was kind of contemplating getting back in the ring. You could see him almost putting his leg up to go through the middle ropes and then flop to the floor. Yeah, kind of takes you out of the, the moment a little bit. 
Ah, see, I don't know. I love it. I love because the, the, it's it's a different era. They're not playing to the TV cameras as much, are they? They're playing to the live crowd. This is the first time and, they've and done the it. Well, yeah, this is it. Yeah. So, um, Luger does go for the rack at this point, but Dustin just escaped <laughs> by getting hold of the top. He manages to escape. No, he didn't. He managed to escape because he was very rotund, and Luger could not pick him <laughs> up. And he got he got very him up. rotund. He, he got to the point, because if you imagine the, the torture track, Luger usually has hold of the neck and then the legs and kind of pretends to be stretching him. Yeah. Luger could only have hold of A, the neck, or B, the legs. He, he didn't have the wingspan to have both. And eventually, um, Dusty's belly and arse gave way and Luger had no option than to put him down because it just <laughs> wasn't going to work. <laughs> So that uh, says, if you were ever in a match with Lex Luger, just be fat. Just be a fat guy, and he'll never be, be able fat. to give you. He'll never be able to get you up in the torture act. Oh man, um, just be fat. There we go. What wonderful life advice. Uh, <laughs> we we get some more punches in the corner from Luger, which then Dusty doesn't respond to. He starts <laughs> no selling these. No, literally looking at him whilst being yeah. punched and punch. And Hogan gets a lot of shit for that, but Dusty did it all the time as well. Yeah, it w- at least Hogan makes a, a a song and a dance about it. Dusty just literally stood there and just in in Lex's face before before his punches are that amazing that they they not uh, Luger Lupe, but not the opposite way around. The no selling bitch. Dusty, see this one match is unraveling all of the mystique of of Dusty Rhodes being a, a great <laughs> professional wrestler. Because if this was the only match you saw, he's he's shitter than than John Cena. That's the facts. Oh, well, mate, I don't know about that. That's I don't know about that. Um, Dusty fires up then and starts using the elbow and so on. And both wrestlers hit the deck there, dang. Before we get back up, and Dusty does apply the sleeper, gets a big pop. And this is when J.J. Dillon gets involved. Standard horseman shenanigans. He tries to get the key from uh, the ringside uh, support, whatever the guy's name was. I can't remember now. Johnny Weaver. That's it, Johnny Weaver. Um, Who was meant to be hard and got... Mm. J.J. Dillon, of all people, was able to knock him out and get the key. He was, but he couldn't open the door. Yeah, he dropped the key like a pillock. Mm. He absolutely... What a bellend. And then... He throws a chair like a girl. That chair right. went into the cage through luck more than skill <laughs> because it, it genuinely hits the top of the cage and the momentum of the chair carries the chair over the cage. And where does it land? It lands on Dusty. And it wasn't meant for Dusty. It was meant for Luger. Mm. So Dusty has to pr- magically reposition the chair Whilst pretending to be out for the count with his foot to put it in place, ready for the finish. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. <sighs> but then we're at the finish, aren't we? We are. The ref is um, dealing with JJ Dillon and uh, he's had a bump and he's slightly distracted. Uh, Luger walks over to pick up the chair. So he's bent over to go and grab it. Dusty jumps up, grabs Luger, who's bent over, DDTs him on the chair, gets the it's pinfall. The second DDT matched. pulled up in the match. Let me mm. let me just add, and both of them were terrible DDTs. 
Oh, yeah, he did have a good DDT, did he? And also, we've glossed over the fact that Dusty, as the white meat babyface, slaps Eric, uh, Earl Hebner. Right. Pushes him into the corner. We glossed over that bit. Uh, yeah. But he, he definitely showed his Hulk Hogan tendencies there. But yeah, he, he does, he, doesn't he? He gives uh, Luger this piss-poor DDT onto the chair and, and gets the pin. Amazing. Mm. Well, there we go. So, and then the doesn't match. celebrate much, just fucks off. Just mm. fucks off. His day was done. I've won. Away I go. Yes. Well, they were running out of time on the pay per view, apparently. You look mm. at the flare match in the main event, that only goes like 16, 17 minutes as well. So, I think they were restricted for time, but there we go. So, then, Maxi, to summarize, <laughs> out of 10. So, we had Luger, who we know isn't the best of wrestlers and we had Duster who one booked himself to win against the new up and coming star which is a shitty trick in the standard, first place standard dusty and two legitimately only did five or maybe six different wrestling moves in the whole of this match it was clear that he bladed he no sold like an absolute twat is um his DDTs were terrible. Six-minute arm bars, horrific. This match has everything to say that it should be low-ranked. But I actually enjoyed watching it just because of how bad it was. So um, <laughs> I enjoyed the ridiculousness of this match because it was ridiculous. Um, but it was fun. It was fun to watch. Um, so I'm giving it a seven. Oh my word! Really? Mm-hmm. I've got seven. Well. That—that's the thing. Um, a match doesn't have to be technically brilliant to be entertaining. No. And this was entertaining. It—it it was even with with all the shenanigans and everything going wrong, and the fact that there was three or four minutes of wrestling stretched out into a sixteen-minute match, whilst also looking like. Uh, it could have done with 10 to 15 minutes more. I, I bloody enjoyed it. So I'm happy giving this a seven. I've, I've gone the same. I've given it a seven. I, I love this era of wrestling for numerous different reasons. A lot of it here just doesn't quite hit, which is a shame. But at the same time, mm-hmm. I still really enjoyed it. I, I loved how hot the crowd were for everything Dusty did. The guy was so charismatic, wasn't he? Let's be honest. Yeah. Uh, Luger plays his part as well. I thought the finish, whereas the DDT was shite, the finish was quite inventive, quite clever as well. And I like the fact that he gets DDT'd on a chair and doesn't kick out at fucking two. Young Bucks, <laughs> I'm looking at you. And it's just everything I love about this era of professional wrestling is, is here. The story is more... I think the story and the build-up to get to where they are and then where they go from here with Luger in the Horseman and Wyndham uh, uh, coming in, taking his place and so on. The storyline at this time is just superb, brilliant wrestling television. Um, yeah, I mean, for 16 minutes or 15, 16 minutes, I, I was pretty, pretty entertained. So seven, yeah. seven for me as well, Maxie. See, you thought I was, I was gonna shit all over your ye olde style of wrestling, but I actually enjoyed it. There we go. Look at that. Eh? So, where would you like to head next week? So, like I said, I enjoyed this. This uh, dip into the the world of black and white wrestling, so much so I think I'm going to stick there and 
it's certainly not because I'm sick of you winning with this style of wrestling that I'm going to try and win with this style of wrestling as well. So you I'm serious? Going, you're going to stay in this time? So I'm going with a Starcade match. It's a Starcade a little bit closer to us, um, but not that much. It's 1990 Starcade, and it's a match I don't think that we've covered, but we may have, and I can't remember. But the big story going into 1990 was the Black Scorpion and him tormenting Sting. So I think we go to the blow-off of that where we see Sting facing the Black Scorpion at Starcade 1990. Oh, man, it's just such a brilliant slice of WCW stupidity. It's fantastic. Isn't the two Scorpion masks in the match... I can't remember. It's it's ah, oh. I remember it's Ole Anderson over the microphone though going stern. Yeah, basically, he's basically doing the uh, the the shotmaster stuff. Yes, yeah, he's literally yeah. the same voice. <laughs> and there's so much we can dive into as well with the behind the scenes story of that because they start the story with this whole Black Scorpion mystery opponent. Yeah, because it was meant to be someone else, weren't it? And the the storyline does it actually make sense because of things that have happened in the build up. Yeah, yeah. and But the issue was when they start the story, they don't know who the Black Scorpion is going to be. So, so they, were, just... they were literally writing it on the fly. Exactly. They were Vince McMahon on an episode of Raw. Yeah, exactly. But this is all building up to their biggest event of the year. It's oh, it's so much WCW silliness in there. It's gonna that, That's going to be fantastic. Okay. Um, I am going for something I have never seen before. And the way I selected this was, I thought this is a cage match. We've had, a, we've had Elimination Chambers, we've had Hell in the Cells and all that sort of stuff, but bog-standard, ordinary cage matches. We've only had a handful. We haven't had many in our 140-plus episodes of Chain Wrestling. So I just literally went online and typed in the best cage matches in wrestling history, found a top 20 countdown, started at number one, and went backwards to find the first one I had not seen, and I was just like, the steel cage is going to be my link, and that's what we're going to do. So the list I found... Uh, the first six I had seen. So at number seven on this list of the greatest cage matches of all time takes us to 2004 TNA Turning Point. And it's okay. the tag team of Triple X, which is Elix Skipper and Christopher Daniels. And they are taking on America's Most Wanted. And that's Chris Harris and James Storm. And the loser, the losing team, must disband. They must split up. And again, the link is literally Steel Cage. And again, this match was selected by this chart as being the the highest ranked one I had not seen yet. So I'm quite intrigued to see what happens here. And it's an era of TNA as well that I'm not massively familiar with either, Maxi. So... No, I've I've been since uh, we've watched a few TNA matches recently. I've been going on a little bit of a TNA binge on there. Uh, their YouTube channel, um, where they've got so many full pay-per-views. Yes, it's um, amazing. It's absolutely it? amazing. But the best thing that they do uh, are the complete history videos. And there's the complete history of the main event mafia, of um, AJ Styles as the lone yeah. wolf. Oh, I watched um, that one the other day. The main event mafia one is brilliant. Is it? Because I didn't know Booker T, for about three weeks, put on an African accent. And it's the it might be the best thing I've ever seen. 
It's okay. fucking hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. So, yeah, definitely go check out that TNA channel. It's brilliant. Yes, and that is this, this pay-per-view is available for free on YouTube as well, so that, that's the options there. But those are your options for the poll for next week's Chain Wrestling Live. You have Starcade 1990, Sting versus the Black Scorpion, all the craziness there as well, the, the, the crazy way they told these stories, uh, the sort of, you know, booking on the fly and so on and of course we're coming up to sting's farewell so it's quite a fitting look back at very early sting uh mm-hmm. all we had to tna turning point 2004 and the team of triple x versus america's most wanted in a steel cage match the poll will be up later in the week um the podcast version will be up i think thursday morning i've, I've scheduled this this show to come out for now um, I don't know why I'm saying that because those who listen to the podcast version won't be able to hear it until it comes out on Thursday morning anyway. So that's pointless, <laughs> Jane. But it'll come out. The poll will be out probably Friday evening ish uh, with a non wrestling topic and so on. So make sure you're following us there at chain underscore wrestling on Twitter to get involved in the poll and all that great stuff. Okay. Magsy, should we dive into the chat or do we want to look at how much of a liar Hulk Hogan is? Uh, we can have a quick nip through the chat. Um, you know. So we have King Pigs Badass saying, uh, let the wrestling com- commence. And Dan saying, uh, notice how we all shut up when it's time for, to stop being idiots or being gross or being marked for ourselves. Yeah, because they all settle down to watch two clowns review some <laughs> historical wrestling. And it's amazing. Indeed. I absolutely love you all for it. Uh, King King's Pigs Badders totally agrees. Um, then Dan says, fuck Terry Taylor. Uh, that's the second time today that he has bes- besmirched the name of Terry Taylor to me. I'm quite disappointed with you, Dan Griffin, for that. Are you a Terry um, Taylor fan, are not, not really. I just don't think he deserves <laughs> the hate and the vitriol that, okay. that Dan Griffin and, and UTT Rob give the guy. I they mean, this was a, he was a rooster for God's sake for the for the company. Give him his his respect. He deserves his flowers. He was also. I can't believe absolute. I'm advocating for fucking Terry Taylor. He's a prick. Terry yeah. Taylor is a is a prick. He's a and poor a man's stooge. Stooge for Meltzer as well, wasn't he? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Dan Griffin says he's voting for TNA. Pretty sure that's the the one where Elix Skipper does the mad walk along the top of the cage. Oh, that, is it? That's amazing. That is a such a brilliant spot. Does uh, it go into like a head scissors? Is that right? Yeah, into almost okay. like a um, Frankenstein style, but the 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 timing on it as well because he all he's he's literally falling over and he's still able to pull off that move. Um, uh, so yeah, okay. Vote for that. I'd, I would genuinely rather watch that than some 1990s Billy Bollocks that I've picked. So yeah, <laughs> um, everybody should just watch more TNA. Absolutely, even um, even WWE again in the act. Yeah, that's something I didn't mention in the Rumble thing. Yeah, Gordon Grace being in the Rumble that was brilliant. And How she great did she look? She looked. Then then let her look absolutely dominant. It was a brilliant, mm. brilliant uh, spot. Uh, Dan Griffin says that he hopes it's that cage match, otherwise he will look like a proper <laughs> prick. Ah, uh, there we go. Okie doke. Before we dive into uh, how much of a bullshitter Hulk Hogan is, we've got a lovely picture here of Dan Griffin and myself from uh, where, where we were on Saturday, look at, watching the rumble in, in this pub, where Pigs Badders has worked his magic again and removed my beard for everyone. So I don't know if you can make that out very clearly. 
I will reshare it on the Chain Wrestling Twitter account. But how horrific oh, is God. that? Jesus, no. Yeah. Don't ever shave that beard. <laughs> <laughs> I will share it on the Chain Wrestling Twitter account, at Chain underscore Wrestling as well, for those listening on the audio version later in the week, Magsy. Well, thank you for that. That horrific picture that I will now take to my deathbed. <laughs> Let's let's listen to Hogan's bullshit. Well, let me tell you something, brother. Liar, liar, pants on fire, hanging from a telephone wire, squirming, squirming, pants are burning when I lie, my hips start turning. Wow, that's unbelievable. Look, man, I made a mistake. So, Mr. Hogan has claimed that he was banned from the David Letterman show okay. because he stopped David Letterman from hitting on his wife at the time, Linda Hogan. Okay. Hulk Hogan has appeared on the David Letterman show many, many times since he has not even been with Linda. So, yet again, Hulk Hogan just chatting shit. What a bloody liar. (laughs) Oh, man. I don't get it. Why does he say things that are so openly able to be proved? Yeah. Yeah. he just believes his own bollocks, doesn't he? It just—it's oh. kind of like Donald Trump. He thinks that if he says something, it instantly makes it true. Right? Yeah. It's just <laughs> such nonsense. What a wanker! And what does he gain from lies like that? What? What was? What's the end goal of saying that you are banned from the Letterman Show? What? What kind of cred are you going to get from that? It's a weird type of clout to be chasing, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, the David Letterman call. Not bad. There we go. Thank you so much, everybody, for joining us uh, live in the chat, messaging the show, getting involved in the non-wrestling topic, voting in the polls, and so on. It's bloody brilliant to be back. I've I've missed this so much. Mm -hmm. Magsy, where can people find you online, my good friend? Well, you can find me on TikTok at pod farmer mags where i sometimes put up videos of my chickens and their day-to-day life um i'm also on that x.com thing but i haven't got my cock and balls out it's just me not (laughs) replying to messages or not uh engaging at all and that's at pod farmer mags there we go. Awesome stuff. Uh, anything I'm involved in, you can, of course, find via the network that carries this show. So that's at SJP World Media on Facebook and Twitter. And you get all your shows via the main SJP World Media feed. But all the shows as well have their own individual feed where you can check out. If, if you're a Doctor Who fan, not into wrestling, I mean, first of all, why are you listening to this? But secondly, if that's the case, you can check out the Doctor Who pod, which will be returning literally within a week or two. Do not panic, Connor. It is coming back, we promise. Uh, speaking of coming back, Nitro Nights returns this week. And also, looking throughout the week, on SJP World Media. You have midweek on Wednesday, the Axe Playlist podcast with Dana and her chap in America looking at and putting together Spotify playlists for different moods or different artists and so on. If anyone wants to be involved in that, reach out. They're always looking for guests. It's a brilliant listen. Absolutely fantastic, people. 
Benny is back within the corner with Tyler guesting sometimes. Uh, they'll have their Raw Rumble review coming up this week, looking at that. We also have Tyler doing a couple of different shows. We have Tyler's Takedowns now on a Tuesday. That will be out uh, the day after we are live in a couple of hours. Or if you're listening to the audio version, go back and check it out on the SJP World Media feed. This week, Tyler is looking back at Bad Blood 1997, the first Hell in the Cell match and all that good stuff. Uh, also, we have Tyler with Waylon doing Wrestle Maniacs. It's a live show where the audio version comes out via our network, and they are looking back at the Raw Rumble as well, as well as talking about the WWE Netflix deal and various other stuff this week. So make sure you're checking that out as well. So much going on. It's ridiculous. Nitro Nights on Friday. Uh, the waiting room recordings are restarting again as well. So much going on. Make sure you are diving into all that. And also, if you like hearing me talk about stuff, there might be something in the way of a radio show coming up sometime in the future. Keep your eyes peeled on on my social medias well, if and so it's on. Radio, keep your ears peeled as well. Keep your, well, yeah, there you go, there you go. But that's all via at SJP World Media. But most importantly, you can find and follow this show itself on Facebook and Twitter, and that's at Chain underscore Wrestling, where you can vote in the polls, send us all sorts of nonsense, get involved in a non wrestling topic, and all that great stuff magazine i'm off now to see if i can find a bald cap to stick over my head to see if it is worse with the hair or the beard i'll speak to you next week my friend barry windham is steve williams's bitch